I hope you have all your trick-or-treating done, because now it's time for the Banana Lasers Halloween Special. <laughs> Lock your doors, bolt your windows, and turn off the lights. A man who police believe to be deceased serial killer Michael Myers hostage now identified as Laurie Strode. Miss Strode allegedly shot and killed a 19, believed to represent the 19-year cycle of the moon. It weighs more than five tons, making its disappearance a mystery. Dale has just made the grisly discovery of three bodies in the upstairs bedrooms of this house. It appears that the murders took place sometime early this evening. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Welcome, Laser Nation, to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of sexy hosts, Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! Dave Z. Hey, yo, I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. Rip off your shirt, show me your tits, and say let's go. What's up? This is Willie with WURG, The Urge 94.9. Excuse me. Oh, um, it's it's Halloween. We're going to have a good time tonight. What's up, Laser Nation? Welcome to another Halloween Banana Laser episode all about Halloween Ends 2022. Me and my uh, fellow bandmates are going to spoil this movie inside and out, so be prepared for that. My name is Matt Wazell, if you're nasty, and with me, as always, is the guy who just just loves the fuck out of chocolate milk, Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Who's that guy? Where did he come from? Who's that guy? Where can I get one? Um, <laughs> I'm singing a song from Greece too because people are drawing all kinds of comparisons Jesus. because of a two-minute ride in this movie. <laughs> people are, oh. are acting like they're on a they're on a motorcycle for like an hour of it, and it's like Greece too, you know. So, but I'm I'm happy to be here. It's going to be a real interesting show. Happy to have you, Greece too, a movie that everyone here has seen <laughs> yeah, many <God>. times. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but we also got someone else here, and it's the guy who's still watching Hard Target after hours at work, Alex Edwards. I don't feel like pretending to be best friends with an ugly-ass boy podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) That was so random. (laughs) 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 It's the last show. How you doing? Yeah, it's our last show ever, right? Well, this is it. Until age 50. It all ends tonight till age 50. <laughs> How old will Jamie Lee Curtis be then? Uh, oh, boy. That's probably not that far off, actually. If if uh, H2O was in the 90s. Yeah. Well, actually, we have to review Spiral, too, because they kept that going, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, back, back to the basement? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we may as well die in that fucking basement if we're going to do a spiral. Do, do we still have that drip sound? Or 
<laughs> no, that was all real, Alex. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, I mean, I was uh, dripping my. Yeah, I was the one dripping the whole time. Actually. Oh, you were leaking. <laughs> yeah, that was. Dave. Yeah, I was getting it on. Yeah, man, I was getting on with that rat. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> and pin. No, not pin. That's for it. <laughs> hey, Dave. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought up pin. Alex is the one that fucks pin, not me. <laughs> right. What do you guys think of Halloween ends? <laughs> oh, Pen, he's still here. I heard it's really polarizing. Haven't talked to you in a while, buddy. How's it going? Man, I'm, yeah, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you guys, too. God, I think I hear some moisture jostling around in his skull. Is that from you, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> How much would you pay to see Alex fucking mouth fuck Pen? Oh. <laughs> um... Well, at the lowest, zero dollars. Um, at the highest, <laughs> and finish probably a thousand. <laughs> I can spare a thousand on that. So zero to a thousand, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about five hundred each? Hold on, let's see if we can get Alex to do it. If we, if man, I give you a thousand, will you do it? Uh, does this go to like just Patreon people, and then it gets deleted after they see it? Like, uh, <laughs> is this going to go on uh, UPorn or something? Wherever you want it to go or not go, it goes. We just want to see it. Does my face have to be in this? Well, we want to see you do it, so we have to see it. Right? Hey, we if, have to know it's if you. If Rob Zombie can get all his movies crowdfunded, then we can get some crowdsourced funds for this. <laughs> That's true. We should. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Well, so <laughs> turning it back to Halloween. Uh, <laughs> interesting show. I told you it was going to be an interesting yeah, show. Obviously. Mouth-fucking pen. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. <laughs> this is what people tune in for. This is gold, Jerry. Gold. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I think we've all watched this movie probably a couple times now. It's been a minute out for a while. Um, it's a very divisive movie. Um, <laughs> I don't think zero of our predictions um, actually occurred uh, from the last show that we did. <laughs> But I think we should first off just address the major, uh, major change of the movie, and that is the fact that Michael is not the main antagonist in this movie whatsoever. He is there, but um, we primarily follow the journey of a new villain, tortured soul, whatever, uh, Corey Cunningham. Cuntingham. Cuntingham? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Took it back. The, the parallels. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't it say Cuntingham? That's what should have happened in this movie, too. Well, it practically Sorry. did, but yeah. Well, he was being bullied. Remember oh, that shit? Time. That's a perfect opportunity. And, and this movie kind of did Christine stuff. And it's John nah, Carpenter. Boy, oh, they of. dropped the ball. It really they did. They dropped the ball. Yeah, wow, no now I'm now. mad. Yeah. My they, rating just went down. Yep. Just because they didn't do a cunting game. They lost point the five. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> if, if only instead of him breaking his chocolate milk, you know, like they ripped through his sack lunch, you know, like in Christine. That <laughs> right. And he went, mm-hmm. fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. Maybe that's why they made it milk. It was a Cunningham tribute, but they didn't want to say Cuntingham. <laughs> wow, huh? Wow. <laughs> Cuntingham. Well, okay, so, I mean, I guess... Let's just give our overall thoughts about this tactic in this. And I guess maybe we'll start with Dave, but what do you feel about this story with bringing this character in and primarily following him through pretty much 80% of the film? 
I just want to get this whole thing out of the way first. I feel like it's the only way we can do it. I think it was interesting. It wasn't what I wanted. However, I'm not unhappy that that's what I got. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's what it... And to me, Michael still is the main antagonist in the movie. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about him the whole time and and what's going on and how this is... How A plus B is equaling C here. And I'm just also trying to figure out what it's going to lead to. Where the fuck is it going? And why? And this and that. There was some good, some bad, but mostly good. But yeah. I, I dug it. I dug it enough. Well, I <laughs> sat there and, um, you know, you hear all these weird things. I think one person said, I think it was Neil. He was like, I'm 30 minutes into this and I have no idea what I'm watching. So at that time, that's the only like spoiler I kind of saw. With that going in, like I knew that I had to like think differently here. So let's just say like from the from the jump opening warm open or whatever you call that uh once that happened i was pretty invested and then um because they because they introduced this character in a pretty jaw-dropping way i was totally invested in in the uh having the you know empathy and all that kind of stuff i actually was totally intertwined in what was happening to the point where i didn't even like notice that michael wasn't in it for 40 minutes so i guess that meant that my overall consensus is that i was along for this ride whatever it may be so i was on board awesome yeah i think i'm the same way um i was really sucked in with the opening scene it's a definite grabber uh, and just wondering where it's all going. And the fact that, yes, Michael's actual body might show up until later in the film, but his presence is definitely expressed throughout it, the opening. And so I thought it was a great grabber and um, just interested in, yeah, where it was going. I, I thought it was a great opener. I think the actor who plays Corey... I really liked him in the role because uh, he goes through so many different like ranges, and I think he pulls pulls uh, them off pretty well. And so I was very happy with it the first time I was watching it. Rohan Campbell. Okay, I'm I'm guessing this is like his breakout performance, kind of like Allison was in the first film. He's on, like, the Hardy Boys, Snowpiercer, Operation, and Virgin River, which are all current mm. shows. like TV shows? Oh, okay. Yeah, Virgin River and the Hardy Boys is a TV show. His name is Lohan? Like, is it Lindsay? Uh, Rohan. R-O-H-A-N. Rohan. Or Rowan. Okay. Maybe I, Rowan? Rowan. Oh, I, you know what? That's probably, like, a, like a, a, yeah, a cool way of spelling Rowan these days. I wouldn't doubt it. Rohan. Okay. That's from Lord of the Rings, I think. Rohan, yeah. <laughs> what about Roham? Is that something? Or no, Broham. That's a yeah, car. Yeah, with some mayo. Yeah. <laughs> Built like a Cadillac, Broham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, not that we all have to have the same opinions, but it sounds like we're all kind of similar with uh, the take that they did. And it's shocking how many podcasts you think this happened to. Well, it also happened on Exploding Heads, but it was only two of us. But still... You know, I was, and especially that dude, he hated Last Jedi, and I called this the Last Jedi of fucking yes. uh, 
this franchise. Hundred percent. So, and he's and, right. Thank you. And he's a Star Wars guy, mm-hmm. and he likes Halloween. So I thought he would hate it because of what what happened, but he didn't. So I was like, okay, hmm. how about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is either yeah, it's both the Last Jedi and like we said earlier, it's also Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, which just yeah. goes wildly off course from what people want. Or think they want from a Halloween movie. Look, man, we can shut it off if you're scared of monsters. No, no. You're scared. I'm 21 years old. I don't get scared. You're scared because you know Michael Myers is scared. Okay, man, it's gonna get you. He's not gonna get me. Michael Myers kills babysitters, not kids. Okay, that's actually pretty disgusting and probably not appropriate for kids. Why don't we shut this off? And we can play hide and seek before bed. Your parents are gonna be home soon. I don't want to play no hide and seek. Stupid. I want to watch this movie, and I don't really feel like pretending to be best friends with an ugly ass boy babysitter. Okay, five minutes, and then you're going to bed. You suck at babysitting. I'm not a babysitter. Start back with that opening scene. Uh, takes place in 2019, so it's a year later from Halloween Kills and Halloween 2018. Um, and it looks like Halloween is still in full swing in the in Haddonfield. I kind of thought that they would do a Halloween 5 where Halloween would be canceled, but seems like it's just as busy as ever. I figured after a, what, a 40-people massacre <laughs> that they might want to cancel it or something, but I guess not. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting but this whole opening considering that it has entirely new characters we've never seen them before I mean this feels like a short that would be on one like an opening of an anthology yeah yeah it was uh, but you know you kept thinking Michael was going to show up but then it turns out it's just this awful tragedy with uh, Corey and the boy I mean, let's face it, this fucking kid had it fucking coming, this little asshole, right? I mean, come on. You know, I gotta say, he his lines are better than any kid's lines in any Halloween movie. Like, I literally laughed out loud. I, like, had an out loud chuckle moment when he said, I don't want to pretend to be friends with an ugly-ass boy babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was just, I love his uh, his whole demeanor and his delivery and all that good stuff. It was great. He's definitely better than the kid in Halloween uh, and the other two the, well, the, that was yeah. being babysat, you know, yeah. with the nasty toenails. Mm-hmm. So you just get that shit right out, that type of fucking writing. Get mm-hmm. it right out. They, they See, 2018 was like kind of the hokiest in that manner, right? And it was a little less hokey in Kills, but they had other dialogue that was a little iffy. But in this one, it has the least amount of iffy dialogue and... and uh, a better tone, like a dreadful tone overall. And mm-hmm. that's what I dug, you know. Mm-hmm. But what an open. Holy cow. That was amazing. So good. I, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, this poor Corey kid, I mean, he lets him watch the thing, you know, even though he clearly shouldn't be. He's been wetting the bed and talking in his sleep, according to his mother, because <laughs> they they never found Michael Myers you know, like imagine living in this town where he kills so many people and you're what, what is he, eight or 10 or something? 
and you're trying to sleep at night, oh my god, I'd probably be shitting my pants. Yeah, but it's oh, it's weird yeah. the way they set it up though because he's like Michael Myers doesn't kill kids; he kills babysitters. I'm fine. You're the one who's gonna get killed. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And by the way, we we called that whole thing. Um, we said that in our Rob Zombie's Halloween review that um, they should have been playing John Carpenter's thing while Lindsay what? was watching See? TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when that, when I saw that, I've had the biggest smile on my face, and I thought of you guys. I was like, see? <laughs> they finally, someone got it right. Like, he plays the original. He remakes it. When they do it again, they play his. And they finally did it. I was so happy. Mm-hmm. Dude, that fucking Ryan Turek did it again. He listened to that podcast and he stole that shit from me. <laughs> That's what happened. Not only did, did he fucking never give me my Paranormal Activity 1 and 2 DVDs and blow me off when I talked to him, <laughs> now he's ripped off my shit and passed it on. I'm, I'm fuck, I am furious about it. <laughs> Dave, you must have not cool. watched all the credits because there's a Banana Wazer like credit at the end. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, it's a big banana. Yeah. nice but yeah i mean yeah and also like it's a good start because obviously the the biggest character journey is Corey's in this film and you know it mirrors uh christine quite heavily but it starts here because he seems friendly enough but he also immediately gets annoyed with this kid while watching tv and then if you get locked in a room (laughs) You know, he just immediately starts knocking down the door. Like, that's... He's got anger issues built in. So, it, this is showing he's already, like, primed, I think, to be, you know, aggressive. He's Wow. Don't yeah. you think? Like, he goes to that yeah. door, like, nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they were trying to set us up that he has already got anger inside of him. We are all of the afraid of the darkness inside ourselves. Oh, my God. Are you reading from Lori's memoirs? <laughs> no, isn't that what Loomis said? Hey, was that a quote? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that the quote at the beginning of this movie? Was, wasn't it there? And Didn't they say it? And wasn't that the one that was used in um, H2? Halloween 2. Yeah, yeah. He said it in the back of the cop car. Yeah. Samhain isn't evil spirits. Isn't goblins, ghosts, or witches. It's the unconscious mind. We're all afraid of the dark inside ourselves. See, that type of uh, that type of dialogue is just fine with people, mm-hmm. but other others others is not. You know what I mean? It's just you know they're both kind of like hammy in their own ways, mm. but because it's like scary sounding, you just go with it because you're a horror fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I brought it up, but some of I mean. They used Laurie's writings as kind of like a, a catch-up for because after three years have passed and uh, the town has like gone sour, I guess, uh, you know, because of Michael Myers, the threat is like looming. But the shit that she's writing in this book is like, I mean, I would buy it and read it, but I'm like, there's a couple lines in there where I'm just like, rolling my eyes like oh my <laughs> god you need to like help with this book there's no you can't publish this <laughs> you need an editor <laughs> yeah you need somebody to come in and be like uh okay let's say that but maybe in a different way you know <laughs> that kind of thing Huddenfield was a peaceful town and then one halloween night many years ago all of that was lost 
Michael Myers was pure evil. He took our dreams and turned them into nightmares. As he was locked away in his prison, I disappeared into mine. And then as I predicted, 40 years later he escaped and Haddonfield was once again forced to confront this man in a mask. His senseless brutality ravaged my community and killed my daughter. And then he vanished. Impossible? Perhaps. Truth would evolve into legend as people searched for motive and meaning, looking in the shadows for their boogeyman. that followed the people of Haddonfield descended into a plague of grief, of blame, of paranoia. You think he's come back? Michael doesn't use guns. The suffering Michael caused became an infection, passing on to people who never even crossed his path. And as the town turned in on itself, I made a promise not to let fear rule my life anymore. Did you not like it, uh, possibly because it felt like too Hollywood, like they had to catch you up like a cheap way? Or did you or did you actually enjoy the fact that we were using these memoirs as like showing more character, you know, stuff for her? No, I, I liked it for the movie. I'm just saying... Me too, okay. Yeah, just it checking. worked in the film to like catch us up, to like get us in the mood of why these things are happening. Like she has so many quotes, you know, like... You know, let evil inside, let him inside, the shape, all this stuff. You know, I think it works for the yeah. movie. But as an actual memoir, if you take it out of a movie, <laughs> it's like, this is right. this is trash. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. I said, I would still buy it and read it. I feel like Blumhouse should publish this as wow. like a real thing in her voice. I feel like they can make some money off of that. <laughs> wow, man! Mm-hmm. See how see the ideas that we have mm-hmm. still. Yeah, Nanolaser LLC. By the way, somebody <laughs> made a fucking Arbor Day or is making an Arbor Day. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I kid you not. I know I saw this online somewhere. A horror movie at that. I'm telling you, a fucking an Arbor Day horror movie. Can <laughs> you believe it? Another one. They, they got us again. I'm telling you. We, Anyway, Alex, what did you think about it? Did you like that writing, her writing in the book? Or was it eye-rolling to you, or or was it uh, a Hollywood trick, or did you like it for the movie and for the character? Not that it matters, but after the last movie, no, I thought this writing was a major step up. And I was thinking about it, and I was comparing it to Tommy Doyle and the things he was saying on the stage to, to do the same thing to us for that movie. Mm. And, and I was thinking of, like, her in the hospital talking to the sheriff. And I was just thinking that this one actually kept my attention. Like, honestly, 
in kills and stuff, like, I I kind of drift off when they talk. I drift off when Tommy talks about the boogeyman and all that and, you know, who's too young to remember or too drunk to care or whatever. Like, the things he say, I kind of start daydreaming during it. But, like, this one, I paid attention because I wanted to and I liked it and it kept moving in, the, in a good direction. It's hard to explain, but I didn't, I didn't feel like that's what it was, like, just um, exposition. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel it was that only, and I loved, um, I think what made it work really was, like, the clips from Halloween 1 and stuff, and, like, the clips from the prior movies of this trilogy and all that kind of stuff. It all, I thought it came together beautifully, like, um, it looked, I was impressed with how good Halloween 1 looks compared to these new ones, like, <laughs> the way, like, they splice it right into there, it looks like it was shot yesterday, you know, except for their clothes or whatever, but... Yeah, no, I, I thought it all fit really nice. It was really well done. I didn't feel the same way at all that I felt in, in Kills. Nice. That's good. It definitely laid, like, a good foundation for this movie because, I mean, they're doing something wildly different um, in this film, and it's supposed to be, you know, the end of this trilogy. So they needed to set the mood with what they were going for, and why they're telling this story. So I appreciate it for that. Um, but we skipped over this uh, this credit sequence. And did, did you guys notice the blue font right away? Because <laughs> yeah. I noticed it was different. But I didn't put my finger on it that it was the same font from Season of the Witch. Same thing. Oh, really? I was mm-hmm. spoiled completely. So Oh, you so- really? Damn. Yeah. Mm. That sucks. Well, I've also seen side-by-side comparisons that people have put up online that has 2018 kills and ends right next to parts 1, 2, and 3. And they stole the fonts from 2 for kills as well. It's just slightly different from the original one. So that's really cool. It's very cool. They tributed it. And you know what? This movie in particular... They attributed every freaking one on the franchise. I, I was looking at it and taking notes, and I'm like, every single thing, every movie from Halloween 78 to freaking before this trilogy, they took something from it, even if it's something small, in this particular movie. So I like that. And they've been so cool with, like, you know, giving nods to the original stuff the whole time, and especially Halloween 3. There's been Halloween 3 stuff right along, and they mm-hmm. didn't have to do that. It's not even a part of the Myers timeline. So it's like... It just shows that they love the franchise. That's how I look at it. Yeah, know? I guess this movie had a resurrection nod with the uh, the fact that they had a John Woo movie and possibly some kung fu in the background. <laughs> so it was a nod to uh, Buster Rhymes kung fu scenes. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just a nod to mullets. <laughs> um yeah, but also I sent you guys a link to this article that quoted David Gordon Green, the director, uh, writer of this film trilogy, and he talks about a scrapped ending that they never even, you know, fleshed out, <clears throat> that they would somehow tie in Silver Shamrock and the a warehouse of Silver Shamrock at the end of this movie. <laughs> Which, Didn't I say that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you did. I did. Didn't I say I wanted it to, his mask it to be about the mask? Mm-hmm. And, that, and honestly, with this movie, they could have done that. They could have done that, that route, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it would have made just as much sense as what they were doing. Why not? So they could have done that and then just 
at the end, there's a silver shamrock freaking little thing on the back. How amazing would that have been? And the guy said he didn't want to do it because he didn't just want to do it for fan service of part three. And I'm thinking, why right. is that a bad thing? I, I sound like, what's his name? Isn't that a good thing to be mistaken <laughs> for a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that all, like you said, there was a nod to basically every single movie here. Did you notice that none of them were really eye rolly like they were in Kills or in 18? Those, mm. they were so on the nose. True. These were clever. And I liked it. And I think if they did do that, that'd be so on the nose again. It'd be like, oh, God. Like, yeah, we get it, you know. So, and, and plus, Dave, I don't know if you realize, you kind of predicted this movie. You said that this movie would have, like, Charlie Bowles. Like, he's the one who infected Michael Myers with evil mm. and stuff. <laughs> like, you said mm-hmm. that. And, like, that's how Michael was created and now in this one, Michael, uh, his evil was an infection to Corey. So that's really weird how you said that. <laughs> I'm just an outside the box thinker when it comes to writing. That's why I want to write. <laughs> he was like, he was like, can I have an imagination? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that gets you in trouble, though. Yeah, right. Nope is right. It, it got him. In- no, you can't because people hate this movie because it's not a halloween movie this is not have you seen the petitions going around for people to sign <laughs> like get the fuck out of here just stop Amazing. people yeah <laughs> it's Jesus fucking Christ. hysterical didn't they do that with some other show didn't they do it with like some finale of uh game of thrones or something game of thrones yeah because there was well, a pepsi can in there or something or some it shit? was like I a starbucks know. coffee cup who cares yeah something <laughs> someone responded to the petition <laughs> They said, here's what you do when you watch a movie that disappoints you. Turn off your television and move on with your life. (laughs) It's really as simple as that. This fan entitlement to demand exactly what you want out of anything is demented behavior. Nobody is reshooting anything for you. There you go. (laughs) Who said that? They're right on, but who said that? His name is John Squires. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Freddy in Space. He writes for... Oh, um... he's boy disgusting. Is he BD? Yeah, okay. I think he's the editor in chief for Blade Disgusting. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good though. I'm glad I'm, I agree with that. Too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Guys, this is completely, completely off track. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. But <laughs> do you know what my father thinks happened in Rocky Four? Who Rocky fought in his memory now? Do you know who he thinks he fought? <laughs> oh no oh no okay i'll just i'll just give you the punchline hitler my father and his and when he looks back on the movie he thought he goes oh yeah rocky we were telling what he didn't like about it and he goes yeah and he goes ultimately he thinks that ivan drago is actually a robot and it was revealed in the movie <laughs> I think he's. Can well, you believe I it? think he's blending the Twilight Zone episode with Rocky Four. <laughs> isn't that what happens in Twilight Zone? Like the is isn't it called Steel that episode? The boxer is actually a man, but it's supposed to be two robots in the ring. Mm. How do I not know this? Tough. I don't know. I got to look it now and freaking maybe I didn't get the reference. Oh no, yeah. yeah, he. I think he's confusing the fact that Paulie got a robot and yeah. that, remember they were showing some of those scenes with him working out and using those like mm-hmm. you know electronic he things used and stuff. So in yeah. <laughs> the way my father's memory work, I'm because he's 84 now and he hasn't seen the movie since fucking it, it came out. But in, yeah, he goes, oh come on, he goes, and then they had him fight a robot and something. They're really reaching this <laughs> so, time. I think that's right. the plot of Creed Three. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. They, yeah. they ripped us off again. 
<laughs> anyway, I thought you guys might get a kick out of that. that. Is... I wasn't sure if you knew about it. No, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. There is a robot in there, like from Chopping Mall or whatever. So, yeah. <gasps> wow, I'm wearing a Chopping Mall t-shirt. How about oh, that? Right on. <laughs> Because the skeleton crew one I thought was going to be a little tight. Wow, mm. how about that? It paid off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can read your shirt. Yeah, so then we're thrown back in at the start of the movie, back with Corey. Um, and you see what his life, I guess, has become. He's still not like going to college or anything. He's working at a a chop shop, I guess, for his stepdad or something it's definitely not his dad i I can't i still haven't figured it out but um oh hey let me we have to stop let me get this cat out of here no it's my cat i gotta get her out of here hang on a cat the laser light yeah yeah i love cats they could be here all right come on yeah so uh we're following Corey, and uh then we get introduced to these uh, bullies that meet him at the quick stop <laughs> where again he's trying to get buy some chocolate milk this guy loves chocolate milk and uh, uh, I fucking love these bullies because <laughs> they're fucking it took me the like the second or third time watching it realizing they're what they're marching band kids yeah, <laughs> yeah one time in band camp we beat up this kid named Corey I couldn't believe instead of jocks and like hoodlums and stoners, it's fucking marching band dorks. Like, wow, the world has changed, you know? Right. Yeah. Instead of thirty-five-year-old mechanics in high school, they're they're a band. <laughs> yeah, and they're actual children. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When, the more I thought about it, you know, kind of like. It's like, well, maybe they're still trying to... Because, I mean, Corey just, like, shuts down in this uh, scene when they're picking on him. And they jump all over it. And so, I guess the fact that they're in band and also half of his size and, like, five years younger, I guess they are trying to, you know, just show how broken, I guess, he is from all this stuff over the past few years after killing that little boy. I guess, because he definitely does not stand up for himself one single iota. He folds like a piece of paper. <laughs> it's when they mess with his mind and start calling him a pedophile and a child murderer and all that. That's when mm-hmm. he just totally shut down. I was like, oh, Jesus, they know who I am, too. So, like, I, <laughs> yeah. and of course, pedophile is not the, a real thing. He, they just call him that because it's something to do with children, I guess. But, <laughs> um yeah, yeah, so he's 25 right now, and he was 21, the same age as Michael when he escaped when he first killed that kid. He's 25 now, huh? Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. oh, that's another, another uh, wow, similarity. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Well, you know, I understand why he folded, too. I, I just think that he's just in an effed-up place, and he just doesn't want to draw any more attention to himself. And uh, Can you imagine that happening to you? You know what I mean? You didn't kill anybody. Oh, it's devastating. You, you get out Terrible. and people think yeah. you'd be in a... Terrible. Yeah, mentally, you're just... Oh, yeah. It's probably the greatest the greatest setup for a character like this. Like, how can you top that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's getting bullied. He breaks his Yoo-Hoo or whatever, and uh, Lori just happens to show up at that time. And I think she clearly knows who he is. The kids know who she is. And 
she she breaks it up. Uh, she offers to slash their tire because even though she's given up all the guns, she's still packing a knife. <laughs> <laughs> but and this also establishes how they're both like, they're both like outcasts. Um, I mean, even though it's kids saying it to her, we do see later. Uh, like the uh, the female victim from Halloween Kills who got the white bulb in her neck and her sister's like, you know, why are you so happy? You know, it's because of you. My sister's like this. So I think they're trying to establish that they're all outcasts, uh, Lori, Allison, and also this boy. So they all have like a bond, essentially, you know, as mm. to um, uh, what they're all going through. Obviously... This kid is, you know, we'll find out later he's being uh, treated very poorly at home and stuff like that. And who knows what else happened to him growing up. But I thought it was pretty cool that she kind of came to the rescue. And she's definitely way different in this movie. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Even in her acting, you can see that the the weight is off of her. She's really good in this movie, I think. The act, like they, they finally gave her something, some meat. And I, I'm going to say the same thing about Allison. Like, I love yes. Allison. She's in this great movie. in this movie. She Me is, too. Yes. All mm-hmm. of us. Good. Yeah. And, and, and I lambasted her in the last movie. I was like, she has nothing, no charisma, nothing, whatever. Man, but they finally gave her meat to, mm-hmm. to work with. And I'm like, wow, her, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Corey. I think they all, this is a, a great script. And. They all killed it, and that's why it works, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, totally. and didn't we say that they couldn't do it because it would she wouldn't be a strong enough lead? Remember I said we were talking about kills, and I was like, dude, those kids aren't, aren't good enough to be able to be the main characters. And boom, proven wrong I was, at least with, with her in this movie. Everything about maybe because she's a little older. I don't know, but the, her personality, even the way she looked, everything about her was like... I don't know. I, just, I totally gravitated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good stuff. Big improvement. Yeah, Matt said, that, like, uh, I think Dave said, they should give her some of the material that, like, Lori did in Ho- Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And Matt said, no, nah, I don't trust her with that. Now, they, they <laughs> didn't give her, they didn't give her all that, of course. The, similar, though. But, yeah, but what they did give her, uh, she, wor- she worked it, man. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. totally different person, and I'm way into her now. And I wonder if I can go back and look at her the same way in the la- I, I like her in this one. <clears throat> I think I will. I think watch. I haven't watched uh, <clears throat> 2018 or Kills, uh, you know, since we just last uh, reviewed it. But um, I think this is, you know, if nothing else, this is very kind of cohesive series of movies that I think each one informs the other one in in such a way that I think they'll all make each other better for me. So, um, yeah, I'm actually excited to go back and uh, just kind of watch them in order and see how I feel about it. But yeah, so since he cut his hand, then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, takes him to the hospital where conveniently Allison works um, and we get their meet cute here. Uh, in the doctor's office and uh, she like is immediately I mean surely she clearly knows who he is as well I would think but she's immediately like 
awestruck with him. Like, you can tell. She can't stop staring at him and stuff. And this doctor is a fucking ass. Yeah. She wrapped his his hand with her panties. Oh, <laughs> I mean, You couldn't be more obvious about this. And this guy just didn't get it. <laughs> Love potion number nine. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to call him and invite him to her party? Or are you going to just go alone? Now pick a card. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I got the death card. No, that's not bad on tarot. No, that just means a major phase is ending and a new one is about to begin. So that pretty much puts a nail in the coffin with that police officer you were dating. Oh, Doug. (laughs) You know, you need to find someone that can let go. That makes you want to rip off your shirt and show grief your fucking tits and say, you know what? Let's go. I I guess let's talk about now. What, What do you guys feel about their, like romance i mean i thought it was really cool how in the first movie and i guess the second but they dressed up as bonnie and clyde and here as the movie goes on i'm like oh shit they're actually bonnie and clyde like at for a while i kind of thought allison might start killing people with him whenever the killing starts um i thought it was kind of fast that how much she falls in love with him but i just took it as you know, the whole outcast thing, and nobody understands what I've gone through, but this kid has gone through something just as tragic, and so maybe we can share that bond together or something. Did you guys like their love story at all, or how that was working? It made sense, I think, and I think that he looked like her ex. It's like I kind of thought that like early on. I go, yeah, he kind of looks like, uh, you know, the kid from the, the the first two movies, and it's like they explain later. Uh, no way, dude. Because I would I would totally uh, fuck Chris Cunningham, but the other kid, no, no way. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, but Chris Chris can get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And by the way, Lori Corey, had Corey a whatever knife. his name is, yeah, Chris Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, good old CC. Um, I thought it was cool because she dug him and she explained why because she knew that he had been through some shit. She liked the way he looked, I'm sure, because he looked like the ex. And um, it makes sense to me. And the funny thing is, Lori tried to bring them together. She played the hand, but honestly, she, but Allison didn't even need Lori. She was attracted to him for one reason. That's the that's that's the tragedy of this is that she was trying to do good by helping two tortured souls, her her granddaughter, well, and her, because she'd feel better too, but herself, her granddaughter, and Corey. She was trying to help these people that have been through trauma, which is, you know, what this movie's about. And they've been through it, and they're like, okay. But then the cool thing is she was attracted to him for a different reason. She was attracted to the the dark side of him. That's why it becomes so tragic. But it's cool that they, it, it all... I think it's really cool, though. It's realistic to me that that would happen. Mm-hmm. So, well, and know. also the <clears throat> she, you know, she has this ex-boyfriend or guy that she dated who's a cop. Okay, and who's well, he a looks to- so old. Yes, exactly. I, I can't yeah. believe it, didn't he? He looked like Sheriff Brackett. He'd be like me dating her. <laughs> That's what I felt like. It was someone that looked like me <laughs> dating fucking twenty-two-year-old. Not that I have an issue hey, with high it, five. but he just. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, but they usually tend not to go for that. I couldn't find his age anywhere. He he's like the polar opposite though of uh Corey and you know, in every way. He's a cop, you know, he's supposed to protect or whatever, so maybe she wanted to date a cop because she felt vulnerable or something. I don't know. I, maybe I'm trying to read too much into it, but 
Um, well, all I know is Corey said all she needs is a lift and two screws, so... I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> and she had no reaction to that. <laughs> well, and that's another reason I like this movie and I like Kills. I guess the writing in general. Now, not necessarily the dialogue all the time, but the writing, how everything flows. You know how when you're watching a movie and then things just seem to jump around and happen? Like, well, why are we in this scene now with these people? Well... In, in this series, everything makes sense. Like, the cop pulls her over. He it introduces the muffler. It also introduces that they used to date. It also introduces the fact that there's probably something living underneath this, uh, uh, you know, overpass. And and then she goes, you know, that's an excuse to go to the get her muffler fixed. And, and all this stuff. Everything just works. I'm never confused as to why things are happening, which is good. But, like, this whole movie, did you guys notice, like, all of it, like, everybody seems to be destined to be surrounded by each other. What are the odds that Allison is going to end up with the guy who gets infected by Michael? What are the odds that Lori is going to bump into him and bring her him to Allison? There are so many moving parts here that it all had to sync up perfectly to work. In the Halloween franchise you should actually be eating that up because you've been getting that for 40 years. Even in H2O, like, when you get the same, like, um, parallel scenes, like the girl looking out of the window and Michael's there in the school, 2018, when they show Allison and Lori's out of the window. Like, all these things always sync up and they always match each other and stuff like that. So, like... This this movie has a lot of that, and I guess I'll point it out as it all keeps happening, but, like, even with, like, Lori and, and the sheriff in the supermarket when they're talking, pretty much uh, coming up here, they're playing the Muzak version of Don't Fear the Reaper over the loudspeaker. Oh. What? Oh, wow. really? Oh. I didn't realize that. I loved it when it came on it's later. On, it's on the end, but, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's fucking great. I loved it. But what, but, what the wow. odds Wait, of that, it, right? But, like, even even everything, like, Michael killing his sister on Halloween, then Michael escaping Smith's Grove on Halloween, then mm-hmm. Michael getting transported on Halloween in 2018, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and in part four he was transported on Halloween, you know? Like, like yes. you gotta go with, you cannot fight this, what are you, insane? Mm-hmm. That means that you don't like any of this. Mm-hmm. That's modern, I do, I've been saying this for so long, the way people critique films nowadays... They're unfair to newer films, and they give older films a pass. I've been saying this for years. I don't know why, and but here's the part that sucks about it all. Everybody has a voice now. Everybody has a podcast or a YouTube, or they could just go online and spew it to fucking quote-unquote friends across <laughs> the freaking country and the world because they can. So that's the worst part. Wouldn't it be great if people just like... Enjoyed things? Yeah. <laughs> right, along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, along for the ride that they would have been in the 80s if they were there or even in the 90s for for a different for whatever generation it's so weird but they honestly are they're more critical and i've said this before but sometimes people have talked about things in movies and i say you know what if i'm able to accept jason Voorhees in part two and come up with what connecting the dots to why he is what he is and how he's there and everything i should be able to accept this too Mm -hmm. why should i be unfair to you know when i'm talking about modern movies? right what's the difference that's Mm -hmm. correct I'm along for the ride, man. That's movie magic. So what? You either are in it or not. But, I mean, if the story is fiction, 
let it be fiction. If it goes too fantastical for your liking and something that you think should be more grounded, well, then you just don't like it. But I mean, a lot of people seem a lot more accepting of it back in the day, and I don't understand the difference now. But I go with it, man. That's all I'm saying. That's what we're here for. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, no one questions why he found Lori in California on Halloween weekend. Like, <laughs> why would that make sense? Yeah, or why a... does any of this work? Right? You know, like <laughs> he woke up a year later after being uh, falling down a well. A year later to the day. That's okay. Part five. Yeah, we're yeah, oh, we're okay right. with that, right? <laughs> like, it's just strange. Why are you all okay with all this stuff? But suddenly you, you pump the brakes when new shit comes out for you guys. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't get it. That's this all. This is all about alignment and destiny and people just meant to be in each other's lives. And this is all supposed to happen. Lori literally. The only reason Michael's with her in this movie is because the the way all these moving parts worked. It wasn't because he looked for her. Mm-hmm. There's so, but you could consider that as great, which mm-hmm. I kind of do. I don't know, but again, I don't want to jump ahead. I'm just like trying to paint some broad strokes here while we're doing this. But yeah, go ahead. Well, check it, check it. Let me ask you guys one thing. Don't you think that that actually makes it all the more tragic that all these things had to sync up? Like something that happened to me at work recently. Mm-hmm. And I hurt my foot. Okay, that only happened because it was a perfect a perfect storm of about three or four factors happening. It and that that makes it the more tragic. It's like, can you believe this happened? All this stuff had to fall into place. One little thing goes off a different way, and this doesn't go down. Isn't that crazy? And look what happened. What a shame. That's what happens here. I think that it adds to it. You know. Yeah, I hate hate to uh, pile on, but that's the actual sign of like good writing. Because no character is wasted, and and no nothing is wasted. It all flows. It all makes sense. Like if you read a book, this shit happens all the time <laughs> in books. But people want to tear movies down more so because they don't make sense. But that this is how you write well, and so it, it makes perfect sense. Even in misery, what are the odds that the girl's favorite author crashed yeah. his car right next to her house? Right. But mm-hmm. nobody thinks that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why? Why is that okay, though? Like, it's mm-hmm. weird how we pick and choose these things. <clears throat> Sometimes you you got to, like, open up the eyes to this type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, man. Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana Laser will be right back. Tonight's episode of Banana Laser is brought to you by Sundown Sacks. Are you a mongoloid? Do you have facial deformities? Or are you just plain ugly? If you answered yes to any of those questions, odds are you may just have murderous rampages as well. Once again, if the answer to that question is yes, this is what we're here for. Help us help you. We're Sundown Sacks. Murder is never easy to commit, but when you use a sack, it helps out a little bit. It makes you a more charismatic killer. Your chances of getting caught decrease. You don't want to use a potato sack. Let's face it, they they smell of spuds. You don't want to use an onion sack. They make you cry, and let's face it, if you look the way you do, you've probably already done your share of crying. Some people think pillow sacks work. Pillow sacks, number one, they're played out. Number two, they slip. Some of them are transparent. It's just not something you want to do. This is where sundown sacks come in handy. We operate solely online sundownsacks.com and we have the one eye or two eye version whatever it takes we are 100% burlap satisfaction is guaranteed we can even move one eye up an inch down an inch or whatever you need you know depending on your deformity for a small fee per inch so once again help us help you sundown sacks sundown sacks 
sundownsacks.com. Sundown Sacks. Banana Laser and Sundown Sacks are not responsible for any crimes you may commit after your purchase. Yeah, speaking to the, the perfect storm, and I brought this up in our 2018 review, um, you know, I'm really happy that Lori is like moved on and she seems happy and great. She bought a new house and, you know, she's even putting up Halloween decorations and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I feel like I would move, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what else is keeping you there? She's not like dating Frank, the cop. Although they flirt real hard. Like, she definitely got wet during that conversation. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Alice, your daughter and your granddaughter's mother is dead because of a murder. And there, you seemingly have no other family. I'd fucking at least move a, a town over or something. I don't know. It's just me. I think she wants to face it head on. I think that's the way she oh, has okay. decided to to deal with her trauma. I think she has decided that I'm not going to get over it if I go somewhere else. That's, I'm just going to consider that running away. I think I want to face this head on in the place where it all happened and then heal myself here because then I think I'll, I'll truly, if I can heal myself here, then I can heal myself anywhere. So That's what I think she, it's like an empowering thing for. Just a theory. I don't know. Hmm. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I get that. Did you guys think it was weird when they left the supermarket that lady put out that yellow sign that says caution wet floor? <laughs> I was yeah, I was surprised that Frank wasn't in the movie more. I think he's got two scenes, one here and and one later, so, you know, cuz I was curious cuz he had such kind of a a big part, you know, in the in the flashback of the last movie. I thought he was going to have a bigger uh role to play, but uh you know, he's just kind of sidelined to make it more of the family the Strodes and and uh, and about Corey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that cop, I wanted to ask uh, because since we missed, or at least I think Dave and I missed the fact that the woman killed with the well, not killed but hurt with the light bulb in Halloween Kills <laughs> was like the caretaker of the cemetery in 2018. Is this cop in Halloween Kills or anything? Because now that I know that they bring back all these characters and stuff, I'm constantly trying to figure out who was a character in this movie and and whatnot. Is was he in Halloween Kills? I'm looking it up. I don't see him in the credits now. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised. I like what Ben Tramer is not here. Honestly, <laughs> like, they went against it this time. Yeah, they went against it this time. They said, "You know what? We're gonna even take the existing characters we have, like you know Frank and like Lindsay, and we're gonna use them sparingly, just enough that we want. We're not gonna shove the nostalgia down your throat that way. It's not gonna be as in your face, like Alex said. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a little more subtle. Yep, mm-hmm. and that's to its benefit, man. You know? I agree." Mm-hmm. I mean, they even jar jarred freaking the annoying kid from part one yeah. in, in a little bit in two. They, it was a total jar jar shot, man. Just like they did to Jar Jar Binks at the end of two. He doesn't sh- he doesn't talk at all. Then you see him at the end in a funeral procession. I mean, I, I don't know, man. That's probably on purpose too. I was hoping they were going to make him a senator. You know, I was really hoping for that. <laughs> That's true. Why is he a senator in Attack of the Clones? Jesus Christ! Just to shut him the fuck up. Here you go. Gosh. Just take a job. Nobody cares a what it senator. is. Senator. No. Fuck a senator. It means nothing in the Galactic Empire. Guess, just go. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> We're just going to give you a fucking a trophy award and whatever. Yeah, so then Allison decides to go to this party that, I guess it's a party. It's I guess it's 
just a bar or whatever, but yeah. decides to go to this costume party with uh, um, Corey or invites him like immediately. And he, <laughs> I forget exactly how the conversation goes, but and I think he like turns it down or something at first. But I'm like, dude. Are you? He says, I don't, I, "I don't have a costume." I don't give a fuck. He's just like Jimbo, where he goes, "No, nah, no, we have no suits, <laughs> no suits." <laughs> it's like, dude, like if a chick this hot asks you out, like right away, you fucking right. say yes. Like, come on, what else do you have going on? Yeah, and she goes, "I, I can fix that," and he goes, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Yeah. He should have been like, "All right." All right. <laughs> the best moment the best the most 80s moment of any movie is that by the way i love it so much and he he double fist pumps yeah exactly <laughs> yes all right oh what joy i tell you i want that on a t-shirt you know just that all right banana lasers yeah. back all right yeah right <laughs> oh we used it on our thing when we did our trivia game yeah and we got the answers right yeah, yeah. amazing yeah that's yeah. good wow um <laughs> yeah so um yeah she dresses up as a sexy feline i guess or if she just wears a mask and then he scores this uh scarecrow mask that i didn't think too much of but when he starts killing later i, w- I was like this this could be its own movie like the scarecrow mask killer it looks really cool and i think uh Whoever makes those Halloween three masks should uh, start Ooh. making those. Get would, on that, right? I would definitely buy one. Don yeah. Post. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don Post. <laughs> the guy's been dead for 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, um, what's that company called? Not Silver Shamrock, officially. Trick or Treat Studios. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good shit. So what was I going to say about this? Okay, that's the problem people are having, what you just said, Matt. Oh, no. That this movie could have been about... These two, because it's the same complaint that people had, and maybe rightfully so, about the Halloween franchise, pardon me, about the Hellraiser franchise after part four, that these were just scripts that were written to something else, and they just wedged freaking Pinhead and Cenobites into the story, that it was actually written for something else. So I think that that is the complaint that people have about this, that this could have been just a cool story as something else, but not in my Halloween movie, Hmm. especially the one that ends the series, which... That I do understand that that part. That complaint I will have to side with the true blue and I'm a Halloween seventy eight fanboy, I admit it, but people that are even more passionate than we are about that movie, uh when they look at it and they see this is called Halloween Ends, they have a little bit more invested in their excitement of it. And this was not the right movie to choose to take a a, a hard left turn in. I can I, I can understand that complaint. Um I, I'm okay with it. But I understand why some people don't like that. I'll say that. I, I agree. Uh, my one thought about that, uh, because I felt the same thing. It's like, well, yeah, you're kind of justified in, you know, thinking like this is supposed to be a great, you know, ending. And you tell this other kind of story about the town and this other kid, you know, before that. So I kind of, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I had a thought the other day. I was like, well, what if they made four movies and this was the third movie and by the end of this movie, Corey's dead and Michael comes back at the end of this movie and then there's an actual final movie 
of that people would actually like uh more traditional i guess um i i would like that you know that way people would feel more satisfied with a more michael quote send-off so but yeah i agree Agreed. Mm-hmm. wow wow no alex I don't know. I kind of like the whole look what this has done to Haddonfield route. And mm-hmm. I think that they just did that <clears throat> really well. And then we got a whole specific vehicle of not only what is it done to Haddonfield, but what Michael has done in specifics to this one person who is tied into this Strode family. I get that complaint. Sure. I didn't need another, like, same old thing, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'd I'd rather just say what I thought, like, when I walked out of the theater at the end of this whole thing. But I feel like we... Didn't we get enough of that in Halloween Kills? I mean, I don't know. But again, it is odd to do it on the third and final, sure. And maybe this should have been the second movie and Halloween Kills should have been the third movie. I don't know. I mean, but I guess it's what you... Everybody just wants carnage and they want, like... Lori Michael, Lori Michael, Michael killing people on the way to Lori, then killing Lori and, or whatever. And yeah, I, I guess, but I, I don't know. I just appreciated this. And and I am a true Halloween fan. Although, you know, I ripped apart a lot of these movies like in our Versus show and uh, all that. But Halloween is actually what got me to sit in this chair right this second. Like, that's the movie that made me who I am today. Uh, believe it or not, the first one. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And we're we're not too far. Well, I could tell you this, Alex. I'm I'm right with like I like Halloween '78 more than I like any Friday the Thirteenth movie. Right. Granted, it's oh, real yeah. close. We all said and that. Part two is in my top five. Yeah. So we we are lovers of fucking Halloween '78. Right. For sure. And I'm a lover of two, and I really like four, yeah. and I love three. And I really, really <laughs> like H2O, and I really like Rob Zombies 2, and I really like, you know, I like a lot, enough of it to qu- consider myself a real fan, and I know everything. That not that a lot, right. isn't that a lot different than a normie who doesn't know anything? I mean, I know everything. So, mm-hmm. and I've watched hundreds of hours of documentaries. I, what else do I have to do? Get a fucking tattoo? <laughs> like, I think, I'm sitting here staring at NECA figures of fucking Michael Laurie and, and Dr. Loomis in front of me. Like, what else do I have to do? And I'm Michael Myers every year for Halloween. So, I don't know. I think I am the guy to ask, like, what do you think and is this good enough or whatever? And I don't feel the way most people do. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that being a true fan or being obsessed or whatever it is, is the key to figuring out whether this is the proper way to go. I think it's just, it's who we are and... What we need out of a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a lot. It's it's why I, I don't, again, I don't want to get into that kind of thing. Because it's like, it's so subjective. And I could see everyone's point of view, but I just didn't share it. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah, this film yeah. is actually done well. <laughs> like, if this was part five, we'd be like, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't know. Because, you know, they could have done this storyline in part five with, with Jamie Lloyd, you know. Sort of. And they probably did try to do that and then scrapped it. <clears throat> right. Yeah, so uh, Corey freaks out at this party. Uh, I think primarily because the mother of the boy that he killed is there. And uh, she gives him grief, just like everyone else. And then he starts to starts a fight with Allison, you know, unfortunately. But, you know, I, I kind of get it because he blames her for maybe just 
try, taking sympathy onto him, you know, like a lost puppy or something, <laughs> you know, so he's not looking at her actions being genuine in any way. And why would he? If he's been bullied for the past three years by literally everyone, then it would be really hard to like open up with someone or tr- think that someone wouldn't be lying to you about why they want to spend time with you and stuff. So, See, I, I thought he that. freaked out because Nick Castle flashed him. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Nick Castle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Wow, dude. Doesn't he say something interesting to him? What does he say? Yeah, he says, you see anything you like? That's it. Yep. (laughs) And then he showed him his cock. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Nick Castle's cock. Better than Dick Warlock's, that's for sure. (laughs) Cock Warlock. God. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Warcock. (laughs) Warcock. I, I don't know. Dick Warlock is like a pretty perfect name. Like... If I had a son, I'd be like Dick Warlock Wessel. <laughs> that should be a porn star. Dick Warlock would be a great name for like, a, like an 80s porn star. Don't you think that would have fit in? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like Peter North, mm-hmm. Dick Warlock. Yeah, I you think know? he was a background character in Boogie Nights. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool kid. What's up? Where you going? There you are, man. I've been looking for you. Terry. I want to apologize. So what do you say, Corey, huh? How about this? Handshakes and friendship. Don't leave them hanging, dude. <laughs> what is your problem with this kid? <laughs> this guy fucked up the LeBaron. Yeah. Dollar store designer friends. Oh. Oops. <laughs> hey, let me help you out. Come on. Gonna murder us? Same way you killed that kid? You little psycho bitch. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're Whoa. talking about. You just act like a goddamn asshole because your father treats you like one. It's contagious, right? What did you just say to me? That's right. I know what it looks like when somebody hates you. When your father fucking hates you. Hmm? You hate me? Billy! He hates me, huh? He hates me, right? Billy, knock it off! Billy! He hates me? Billy! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, my God! Terry, what did you do? He fell. Little dick busted it. Is he dead? Go down and look. You go down and look. I didn't push nobody. He fell. Bullshit. He fell? Yeah, that's my story. Let's get out of here. Yeah, so they split, and uh, Cuntingham is walking home, and uh, the bullies bullies find him, pull up, and they happen to be at that same overpass. This this is the part to me where watching it in a theater where it clicked that it's uh, uh, Christine. Well, this and the next scene, I guess. But the fact that the kids break his glasses took me right to that scene. Yes. And, oh, wow. and Christine, I didn't. Even, yeah, that was the moment where I'm like, oh yeah, because uh, that you know that crunch in Christine is so satisfying. I love that moment. From then on, he's like a changed person, <laughs> and I immediately I'm like, oh, they're doing Christine, especially after, well, they fucking push him off the fucking overpass. He doesn't break a bone, surprisingly. Wait, did you guys realize he never puts glasses back on the rest of the movie? I, the second time I watched it, I did, yeah. 
I noticed it right away because I wear glasses now. So it's oh, like, oh, yeah. I don't know what he's going to think. You know what I mean? Because I'm in that world. I'm like, oh, I wonder what, how he's going to react to that. And I'm like, oh, you flipped the fuck out. Okay. Well, I guess someone has real bad eyesight. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my I'm fine without my glasses. I just can't read some close-up things. But, I mean, <laughs> I know some people, man, you know, they, they fucking, poof, they have to have their glasses on. Yeah. I can't see my cock without them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see mine either way, so. I can't see yours with them. That's why I like to fuck little kids. So, um, <clears throat> everything's big in their hands. Um, <laughs> yeah, suddenly you feel like a stud when this little kid's grabbing it, right? God. Oh, oh, I'm going to jail. So, um, yep. Jeremy Spoken. Uh, yeah, so this is my, uh, I guess the first, like, I don't know how to take it kind of scene mm-hmm. and that's where he gets drug into the um the pipe you know i guess by michael and then he wakes up and then michael tries he comes out of a crack in the wall i think this is the first <laughs> time we see him he's been living in a crack still has that mask on it that thing has got to be <laughs> fucking disgusting at this point yeah why are you wearing that alone in this place <laughs> uh, that's why oh man i just figured he's got to smell so bad that he has to be hidden in a fucking sewer yeah they'll where smell else could he go away. they would yeah yeah they'd smell his ass so he's got to get someone else to do his killing for him i don't wow was the myers house above that where they were because they demolished right so was it above that or no Wow. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding, dude. I'm totally just kidding because of resurrection. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I thought, I don't didn't think they so. destroy it in this movie? Didn't they say that in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to make, put all okay. together, make a joke but. again. Yeah. Oh man, it would have been amazing if it were true. It all makes and sense. To Christine, how about the end of the movie with with Michael? And I'll just leave it at that for now. But that's another Christine thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way he's you know disposed of, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> Michael grabs him. He's struggling. And obviously Michael is, and we'll see it even more later, He's he can't do shit, basically. Uh, he has n- almost no strength to him. He's taken down very easily. But we get this moment where they lock eyes. There's, like, flashes, you know, and you see kind of Cunningham's life and stuff. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> what so what's happening here are we transferring the evil does he recognize the troubled person who has the an anger in him does he even let him go or does he like break free uh i don't i don't really know how to take this scene he lets him go i'll say you that. think he lets him go okay i'll tell you why because later on he asks um allison he says did you escape, Michael, or did he let her? Did he let you go? Oh, yeah. that, that that only makes sense why he'd be curious about that. Oh, know? interesting. That's what I got out of it. That he let him go, and so I'm guessing that he saw the evil in him. The evil, you know what I the mean? The rage. Yeah. <laughs> this false. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Matt. I'm sorry. You have to bring that back. I mean, just just <laughs> yeah, find, yeah. find any word. I don't give a fuck where you put it, yeah. but just put it Oh, somewhere. I got it, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? I have to hear rage in these things. This house is sacred to him. He has all his memories here. His rage! 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 It was pure evil. Yeah, uh, I, uh... You know, that was the first... The first scene... Where now I'm like, okay, well now I guess I'm like everyone else, and 
I have to process this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I was okay with it in the beginning. I was like, all right, you know what? I love this so far. Let's just see where it goes. You know, because you got to remember, we're 40 minutes in now. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the music they played and the flashes and the pain. And I love that stuff. And at that point, you don't really know what's happening. So now all your question is, so Michael can see this? Because mm. you don't know mm-hmm. that he actually infected this guy. Mm-hmm. So right now you're just wondering what you're looking at. So we all hate that stuff, right? Like we hate – well, I think the only thing Matt liked was when like Jamie like was putting the mask on the same time Michael was like with her hands, you know, just like mimicking what he was doing in Halloween 5 and all that kind of stuff. And we kind of didn't like it when um, Lori was eating – where he was eating the dog and Lori was throwing up or whatever. And we didn't oh, yeah. like it when she said cookie woman and all that stuff. So so now, so now it's like – so wait a minute. You're bringing that stuff into this? So it's like – uh huh. How, how how do I like this? So then it's like, well, wh- where are we going with it? Let's see how it plays out. I actually <clears throat> thought it was really interesting that uh, like Corey was corrupted by a uh, malevolent supernatural force. Like that is actually is really interesting, and I I also love the idea that Michael is like this, all broken down because. It kind of gave me the vibe from, like, Dark Knight Rises, which is not a good movie, but I did like when Christian Bale came out when Catwoman was robbing him, and he was, like, in a cane and everything, and he could barely walk, and being Batman for X amount of years fucked him up so bad that now he could hardly walk, and, like, it gave me that kind of vibe, like, there's the third movie in this one now, and now Michael's so fucked up and broke it down. Laurie talking about like with every kill he does the 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 more the stronger he becomes or whatever it is so people are like well wait a minute then he should be fucking like superman he just killed like 40 people why is he all crippled up and messed up here well he also got pretty fucked up in those two movies so maybe (laughs) maybe those kills are the only reason he's even alive like he should be dead so Mm -hmm. it's not gonna make him superman it's just gonna keep him alive and now he hasn't had any killings for like four years except for that one on the billboard. You see that a girl was missing like last Halloween. So maybe oh. he kills and drips mm. and drabs, you know, whatever. But nothing to like make him whatever. So I kind of like this whole thing. And <clears throat> let's face it, it is weird. We all, everyone makes jokes. Michael's 65 years old or whatever. The evil, it's going to outlive the human body. It's like, it's an interesting thing to, like, the evil just travel through different vehicles. And we hate Jason Goes to Hell, so, of course, we're not going to be on board mm-hmm. with that either. And I don't want to mm-hmm. see a Corey Cunningham movie, you know, with Michael's mask on. I just, I don't, even though I mm-hmm. love Corey. But, so, there's a, there's a lot to juggle here, and there's a lot to unpack and process. And it's like, I don't know. But I get it. But we ultimately don't have to worry about all that, because we know the ending. Mm-hmm. Can you fix this for me? Can you fix this for me? Because this is my problem. (laughs) This is where you and I differ on this. To me, if you're going supernatural, you can't go supernatural and reality-based. So for me to say Michael's beat up because everything that happened at the end of, you know, kills and everything else, which I say I agree with that, that that it's four years later and he's beat up from it and he's, he's 65 now, he's older. To me... That's like saying, okay, now I'm basing this in realism. There's, it's not supernatural because if he was supernatural, why would he get beat down at all? Wouldn't he just be this false? You know what I mean? Wouldn't he 
So um, that's the problem that I'm having with the movie. Like, I wish they would have would have chosen to go one way or the other. It's it's too reality based to say. Well, he was beat up, this and that. He had to recuperate and get. But then you're saying, okay, well, it's a supernatural force that that's inside him that he's going to pass on to. Right, Corey, the body can't sustain. Right. Yeah, so that's the thing I'm having difficulty with, and I want to be I want to be able to commit and say, okay, this is it, and this is the reason for. Because if that is the case, now this movie goes up just ever so slightly for me because that's one of the problems. I Because I felt like you was I'm watching it. Like exactly what you said. I'm digging it so far. Where's it going to go here? I hope he had a good explanation. Why did he let this kid go and what's going on? And that, that is just how I felt. I'm like, okay, well, let's wait and see. I want to see how this is going to go because I like the story we have here. And this is cool. And ultimately, I, like a lot of other people that are complaining, have difficulty accepting that because it's I don't think it's fair to say you can have both it should be one or the other so um, well I am not a fan of in this movie uh, kind of what Dave was saying transferring like an evil uh, you know supernatural thing I just I don't think it fits in this even though Michael got almost you know pretty much obliterated and still kept getting up and, and doing stuff. Um, and I think that they just, you know, like game recognize game kind of thing. That's how I want to see it. I think the filmmakers did it in a, such a way that you can like, you know, just whatever you think is what happened. Uh, which is probably the smartest way to go. In doing that, now it sparks this big debate about... You know, what is the source of evil and and is it, you know, contagious, you know, all questions that this movie is bringing up and in a way it is, but is it necessarily like, you know, passing the baton that this kind of symbolizes uh, in this moment? I, I just take it as Michael sees this guy. And at the same time, he sees him and recognizes who he is. And so they just come to like some kind of, or maybe just Michael comes to just some kind of understanding. Well, I'm going to let this guy go. It's not worth it. Living is worse than dying probably for this kid, right? (laughs) Yeah, probably. And how he necessarily knows that, not entirely for sure. But like I said, you know, whenever you meet someone who has very similar personality traits as you, there's kind of an unspoken thing. You know, when you have that instant connection with someone. Like us. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I kind of see it that way um, overall in this series. Now, you know, with the Thorn trilogy, you know, it's easier to accept like a supernatural thing because... You know, they obviously bring in a lot of that shit in part six and whatnot and, and five and and four. Look at Jamie Lloyd at the end of part four. And that made sense because they're relatives. That's the problem with the if you if, if you just want to say that if Corey was somehow a relative of his, then it could be a little bit. I could give it a little more of a pass. But ultimately, yeah. my problem is that it's noncommittal. I don't want it to be noncommittal because I'm a defender of it. And I feel like it's tough for me to defend it when I myself can't say, can't give right. a clear You can't even vo- you get what I'm vocalize saying? what, yeah. yeah. Right. I would go back, I'd harken back to like all of Loomis's speech in Halloween 1. 
Like, how many times mm-hmm. did people try to tell him, what are you talking about? It's just a little kid. He just killed his sister. And Loomis insisted, this is evil on two legs. There is a darkness in this kid's eyes. He sees through the wall, past the wall, to visit this very night, a supernatural force inside him biding its time. The, he's already telling you that Michael is not a human. He, he wouldn't even call it him. He calls it it. So you got to take yeah. all that stuff and you got to say, well, let's take the source material and apply it to this movie. So now it kind of does make sense, right? So Michael has this force inside of him and we all know evil is infectious. People born not evil um, most of the time. I mean, unless you're like a psychopath or whatever, but like, but you could easily get caught up in things politically or um, in the military or whatever. And all of a sudden something just clicks in you and then you become like a a killing machine or an animal or whatever. Like this stuff is infectious. And if, if you're, if the the path you chose in life was, was something else, you would have never turned into this type of machine or animal or whatever. So this stuff does infect you. And and if we're going with supernatural right away, you can't get shot six times, get stabbed in the neck, get stabbed in the heart, whatever Lori did to him, get stabbed in the eye and just simply get up, turn over, look at her, go over and choke her, get shot off the thing and just disappear. Like you just don't do that. So, so there already is a supernatural thing going on and they just applied it to this movie. They wanted to, to show what this did to Haddonfield and what the evil itself of Michael can do to someone else. Having them, him totally tied in with the Strode family is really brings it right to your front doorstep. So it's like kind of like the best of both worlds and like bring it together and doing something with this. I mean, aren't you glad they didn't go with the, the window thing again? <laughs> they kind of dropped the, the whole thing <laughs> right. about him staring at the window, right? So yeah, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And aren't you glad, Matt, that freaking one and ended and Lori was charging at the screen for the big face-off that, oh, that didn't God. happen? Oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> I know. The completely yeah. opposite mm-hmm. direction. Yeah. Right. And yep. she charged at the screen, and yet the result of that was Lori went to therapy, stopped drinking, blah, 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 and now she's a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Think about that. They dropped it. But I like that fort. See, people complained. Some people complained saying, I wanted to see the moment when she found out her daughter died. Because what I was saying was this, because she lost her daughter, right? It makes sense to me that that was the nail in the coffin for her. That's when she was like, okay, because of my actions, my daughter, my son-in-law, other people are dead now. There's hysteria in this town. All this stuff is going on because of stuff that I helped create. So now I want to protect my granddaughter. She's all I have left, and I want mm-hmm. to save myself, and Michael's gone. So why now is the time to let it go? When she heard about her daughter dying, it, that crushes her. That changes a person's freaking Yeah, they just don't even want to do this anymore. They're just like, I don't even want nothing to do with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you took everything I want out. And they they actually want to remove this whole aspect of their life at that point. So that is perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. I yes, that's that's what I love about the movie is just like H two with what this movie is a reflection on what happened with the prior events and what happens yeah. afterwards, mm-hmm. and it's great for it. It, it. it you know that's that's the what do you call it? That's the theme of this movie, and that's what I figured out that each movie had its own theme, and I don't know what we said last time, but I, I don't know if I said that I thought this was planned from the beginning or you didn't I thought think it, it was. wasn't, but. Right. I didn't think it was. Okay, well, I will tell you this. 
I don't know if it was, <laughs> but now that this one come out, it just seems like I see a pattern of of, of themes in each movie. The 1918, 1918, yeah, <laughs> 2018, pardon me, was about obsession, Laurie's obsession, the obsession of, of Zatarain, the whole freaking thing. Sartain. Um, you guys keep on calling him Zatarain. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> Zatarain, you know what that is, right? No. It's fucking, um, oh, it, it's um, it's frozen foods, <laughs> right, right? Uh, it's it's Narlin's food, yeah. Yeah, it's Zatarain's. what do you call it? I used to, yeah. yeah, I used to have the, what do you call it? Um, what's that shit? That, uh, fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> fucking uh, chicken Alfredo from Zatarain's. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> that... <laughs> The second movie is about hysteria and the results of, and that's obvious. People say it was too preachy, but the way I look at it, that is hysteria. Shit like that does fucking happen. And this movie is about trauma and the passing on of evil. Because evil is passed on in life as a metaphor, yes. But honestly, I think that evil really is the thing. So like I said, it isn't isn't even a metaphor. When somebody's abused, they may Mm -hmm. abuse somebody else. When someone, you know what I mean? Evil just keeps getting passed on. Mm -hmm. So... That's what I think's going on here. So I think that they maybe, maybe, the people behind this had these plans from the start to make it this type of, you know, almost, almost like an anthology of three different things, but starring, you know, but the putting these people's stories. Same storyline. Yeah. Starring Michael Myers. Laurie <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Strode. But this week, Michael, the part of Michael Myers who played by three assholes. <laughs> <laughs> And edited by him, too. <laughs> John Crapiter's Halloween. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, that makes sense, tying it back to Loomis in part one. Uh, yeah. You're right. They didn't, like, inject anything outside of what was already a basis in the original film. So that's smart. Yeah, I just sense. wish his body didn't break down because then you're having both instead of just having it supernatural. You know what I mean? Here's how I take that is, and I get it, the human body can not resist some of this stuff. But as we see later, when he Michael does his first kill, he has a killgasm essentially. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and he does. he's yeah, and so I take that as doing anything that you're satisfied with. You know, he has nothing in his life. Literally zero. You know, like he doesn't go to ball games or whatever, eat chili dogs and shit. But when you're like a normal person and you do something fun, creative, satisfying, hell, you go to the beach, you're filled with, you know, joy and you're revitalized. If you sit at home all the time, don't do shit, you know, uh, it's... Uh, it's a it's a non motivator. When you do something positive that you love, like killing someone, <laughs> you know, it, it's a motivator to get back up and keep doing it. Now, is that a one to one ratio? But that's the only way I kind of look at it. <clears throat> that's cool. No, that's cool. I mean, yeah, it works. I just wish it was. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could. Yeah, yeah. You want the definitive answer from the filmmakers. Yeah. So you could say yes or no. And who knows? At this point, I'm sure they've done, at least the director's done a lot of interviews and stuff. Maybe he's talked about this somewhere. Um, or maybe he's dodged it all together. I don't know. We, we'll probably maybe find out. Maybe he'll do a, a director's commentary. Well, they, they never do them anymore, but it would be nice if he did for Yeah, me. they don't. I know. It's terrible. I don't know why. I, it is terrible. Because there's no Especially money in, 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 in Blu-rays. So 
That's why. No, it used to be. That's true. Yeah, it's all streaming, so there's no money in it. Um, yeah, so speaking of changes, you know, um, uh, well, uh, well, I called him Mini Mike after, after this whole thing for the rest of the movie. But Mini Mike kills this, uh, you know, this, this homeless guy, this houseless guy, uh, sort of by accident, I assume, because he kind of attacks him. Then just runs off. First, he like throws the knife away, which I mean, yeah, I know it's a a homeless guy. They're probably not going to look for the killer too hard. But like, wouldn't you take the knife and throw it in the river, the Haddonfield River or something? Like, they're not going to look for the killer too hard. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the kind of shit that usually happens in oh yeah, in towns. yeah. Um, but yeah, so at this point, he's definitely changed. And I think he goes to see Allison, and right away, um, Lori is instantly, like, you know, scared of him. Like, she sees the change in him instantly. And I think this is where she starts talking about, it's in the eyes. I saw it in his eyes, you know, just like Loomis said. So that ties it more so back to uh, the first one, which is really good. Um, and the devil's eyes. Yeah, I think it's around this time we get that uh, nice callback of she sees him out the window and he's by the yeah. by the bush staring up like a fucking like he is a psychopath at this point. <laughs> like who stands like that outside of a house? Yeah, yeah. I was think I was watching that last night. I'm like, let me try to <laughs> see why he's doing this exactly. So he parked his motorcycle and he just stood there. Right, like, uh, at least go to the porch and... Yeah, ring the doorbell. Ring the doorbell, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> What did you guys think, how he just popped up behind Lori? Oh, that seemed like a, a Jason teleportation moment, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey! <laughs> I think on Peacock, they got a little behind-the-scenes thing, or saw it somewhere, maybe it was on YouTube, but... You can actually see footage of them filming that moment. And he's literally just crouched like right behind her. And then he pops up. Yeah, you see it from a different angle. It's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. you know what that was, right? That scene? Oh. Why they did that? It's like Sheriff Brackett. Yeah, just like Brackett and Lori in huh. 78. I didn't think yeah. about that until you said it. Wow. Wow. You see, if this was Halloween Kills, he would have said everyone's entitled to one good scare. Thank God. Right. Jesus. So do you see now, Dave, do you see how you were like, man, this is for us. You don't like that? And my my answer is no. I like this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I like this stuff better, but I still like that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all. But I, I get what you're saying. It's better when it's subtle. Like, yeah. did you notice the way the two ran upstairs to screw was just the way they uh, he did it in seven Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little hope, things. Hopefully you last longer. in your face and some were not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely lasted longer. Yeah. Which, Mm-hmm. Who, who oh yeah, man, Corey's a fucking stud, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cuntingham. They call him Cuntingham for a reason. Dude slays. <laughs> he eats cunts like ham. He eats cunts like ham. <laughs> he gets down in there, man. Oh, you yeah. know, they yeah. love him for a fork it. and a knife and everything. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> His foreplay lasted longer than this other dude's sex. <laughs> yeah, well, he's hunting him. It wouldn't good. be too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even get through the alphabet on this chick before it was over with these other two. 
<laughs> through the alphabet. Jesus. How do you do? You just spell the alphabet. Just, just say things in there. Yeah, just write your what name. we all do, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, you are a whore. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually thinking that the whole time. So, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, then... Uh, uh, they they run off to the diner and uh, oh oh I think this is the part where uh, and maybe not but it's some somewhere around here and it's a real like it really threw me off the first time but he admits to Allison it might be after the diner but he says I killed someone and then they just leave and I was like yeah. holy shit she's still going with him I know why. See, at first I was like startled by it, and then they took hands and they went away. But I think it was him admitting to her and saying it out loud that he killed a little boy, even though it was yeah. an accident. Yep. Oh, okay, yep. nice. I think so too. So she it was just... proud of him for saying that out loud. Like even though it was an accident, he still faced it instead of you know being ashamed. Not that you shouldn't be ashamed, but you know what I mean. Yep. So she yeah. she thought he met Jeremy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, See, we're smart. Yeah, S M R T. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> you told me that you want to burn it down. Oh, you told me you want to burn it. Down. Hey, twice in one week. Pretty cool. <laughs> How diggity. Hey, you said you uh, you were gonna call. You were you were gonna call, but you didn't call. Either. No, I owe you a call. Did I did I do something wrong? I'm with someone. Oh, oh. Oops, uh, sorry for that. Sorry for the intrusion. Well, um, you know it's uh, it's Joe Grillo's. Uh, hey, Joe. Hey, Joe Grillo's birthday today. And Joe Ross, uh, he made a sponge cake. You two want to stop by, get a slice after whatever you guys okay, are doing. We're good. Okay, you're good. Well, let me tell you, it's uh, change your mind. She said we're good. But you got a problem? We're good. Oh, shit. Allison. So you call Mr. Aggravated Manslaughter at night when you can't sleep? Mm. When you see the boogeyman in your nightmares, you feel safe with this guy? The fucking 50-year-old cop who somehow got this 24-year-old chick. <laughs> good, good for him, because he's a real ass. It's like Dan Chalice, right? Oh, yeah, well... Yeah, oh, wow! Another hey, Dan Chalice was smooth, though. It this, is. This her guy. dad died, too, just like her dad died. Oh, shit. Think about that. See? Dead dads equal older men having... Oh, it's the father figure. Yeah. Daddy Boom. issues, yeah. I hope this guy put peanut butter on his penis so she could lick it off. <laughs> I hope she yeah. wasn't a robot like like Ellie. <laughs> like like Ivan Drago. <laughs> if only he was drinking Miller High Life at the diner, it would have been awesome. 
shit. He looks like the villain from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> yeah. I got. I, gotta I remember watch that guy mm-hmm. wow. with the ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, and he's just going in hard on Allison. It's like this guy gives no shits. You know, I guess because he's a cop. I, I don't know many cops, but I know some people who that I graduated with who were assholes who became cops. <laughs> and so it makes sense that, you know. <laughs> That's that funny. It, I know some guys that I went to high school with that became cops and then became assholes after that. Oh, <laughs> the, the authority? The authority yeah, changed were, them? Yeah, fuck that. Evil's infectious, yeah. I told you. It's true. Boy, the power, absolute power corrupts. Yeah. Oh, 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 this is the part where they leave and she's like, hey, do you want to, do you want to come in? And he's like, another night. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, go upstairs with her and lay some pipe. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. He's gone, man. He is gone. He's infected. He'd already, yes, he already killed the homeless guy. And I think he literally... He wants to spend time with her, but he also wants to go back to Michael. He's like, you know, kind of got two two loves at this point, maybe. He's like Tommy Jarvis and Jason <clears throat> Lives. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. She keeps on, like, hitting on him, and he's right. just not seeing it. That's the same exact comparison. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I forget exactly how they get there, but the cop follows him down there uh, to kick his ass, I guess, and follows him into a sewer pipe. Like, I would call it there. I would wait till the next day, I think, and not go into a dark sewer pipe under an overpass just to beat somebody up who challenged you at a fucking diner. (laughs) Well, you know what happened, Matt? The the guys he was sitting with coaxed him. They were like, kick his ass, sea bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who hit me with a goddamn salt? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the dead man who hit me with a salt shaker? Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you guys think that, the, did you guys at any time think the bum may have been Michael Myers? Because I thought it was, <laughs> and honestly, I hoped it was. I hoped it was the first time I saw him. And then I hoped it was later on when he said, I'm Michael Myers. I remember looking at my daughter saying, you know what? I'm Michael Myers, you fucking son of a bitch. I hope it was. This is what I, I'm telling you. Legit, this is what I thought for about a minute. Because it was. It goes back to my, my mask theory that I talked about on the Kill Show. Saying, I hope it's just all about the mask. Which would have worked just as well, in my opinion. But anyway, I thought that maybe <laughs> he was Michael Myers. And this other guy took his mask. And because he took the mask... He had the power over him and beat the shit out of him. And he started he was, talking finally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Michael and Michael the bum is out there waiting for this guy to slip up so he could take his mask back. That's legit for a second. I, that's what I hoped the movie huh, was going to go. Jesus. Because at that time anything could have worked. I mean, why not? You hoped it went there, but you're asking me to fill in the blanks with this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's more real life. It's, well, not real life. It's <laughs> yeah, with a magic mask. <laughs> The fact that he turns into a bum, I like it. Just like the way he did in, in H2. It robs on yeah. And we said it then. We <laughs> said that would happen. He wouldn't shave. He would just roam the fucking the land like a fucking a, a nomad with a fucked up brain. Because that's what he was. That's what I'm saying. So for a moment there, I was like, man, I kind of hope they go in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- do you, Okay, honestly, without it being a joke, 
Do you guys think this movie would be better received if that was the case and they just went with the mask being supernatural the whole time? Right. So if Corey went into that tunnel, Michael, for whatever reason, was doing something and it didn't have the mask on and Corey just picked it up and put it on and then he was Michael, would people be okay with that? More so than they are with it now. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't well, hold on. Let me take it a step further. Then, then Michael, the bum that's outside, fucking gets it from Corey because he's younger. <laughs> he fucking trips him up on the bike, throws something in the spokes or some shit, gets it back, and now Michael comes back. This bum puts the mask on, and he and he actually is the real life Michael Myers, the original one that had the mask on. How about that? I don't. Uh, I don't think. No. I think people would see it as Jason goes to hell. Yeah. I think they already do, so it don't matter. Everyone keeps saying Jason goes to hell and fucking, what do you call it, part five. Halloween five, game. yeah. No, Friday five, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, Friday five, yeah. Fake fake fucking Jason, right. fake Michael, you know? I think the fact that there's another killer in this at all, regardless if it was Allison, Lori, the fucking, the band kids, anybody, that's where people you have a problem with it. Um, and the fact that it takes 40 minutes to get to Michael, you know, it's like... I didn't even notice those 40 minutes. They went by like that. Yeah, I didn't either. It made yeah. sense because he's on he's on the lamb. He hasn't been seen in four years. Why should we see him right away? We should be along for the ride saying, fuck, where's Michael and when's he going to pop up? We should be a, little, be a little nervous about it. It was perfect. Yeah. That motherfucker should have stolen a car and be driving up the coast right now. Chilling. <laughs> Honestly, he can drive, so... <laughs> True, on the way to Cali, fucking... Yeah, exactly. He should take off. What is he doing? Jesus Christ, Show up to Michael. that school and kill Michelle Williams and friends, and there you go. They tore your house down. Fucking get out of town. <laughs> get the fuck out of Dodge! Okay, Alex, which Lori now do you like better? Who's the most badass Lori? The one from this trilogy or the one from H2O? Um... <sighs> Well, well, you're thinking about it. That tells me enough. Yeah, no, I, I really think this was an amazing Lori. I really do. Happy to hear it. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Matt? I know you like the H2O Lori more than I do. I do, but the fact that we get, you know, and discarding Resurrection because that I don't feel like that counts. <laughs> you know, we get, uh, like Alex was saying, more meat here, you know, and so you really see a wide range of Lori um, which I think is just way better at explaining her character and just, you know, the human trials and emotions that you would go through in something like this. So mm -hmm. I definitely like this much better. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned Michael has a killgasm, which I, I rewound that like a few times. I couldn't, <laughs> I thought it was awesome. He like stands up straighter. It's like, uh, uh, amazing. Uh, but I think, uh, Corey says something like "Show me how to how to do it" or something like that, show which me, is yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, show me. Yeah, just like in Christine. Show me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. I will say this. I I thought there was just one scene missing from this movie. Why does Corey go back there and just kind of assume Michael's going to do this and that he's going to be okay with you holding this guy? And stabbing him and just saying, show me, and doing that and it all working out. Shouldn't there have been a scene between this? So he sees him, he sees the eye thing, then he goes back 
And Michael looks over and he sees Corey and then just looks back to where he was looking before Corey got there to establish that he's not going to harm Corey. Then Corey can talk to Michael and kind of exchange something of establishing something between the two of them. Therefore, Corey would then feel comfortable to go and lure this guy in there and do this kind of thing. Like, shouldn't... Now, I'm not saying Michael should have spoken back to him, but I feel like Corey should have had some kind of monologue with Michael just talking, saying something. Like transferring some information here or or I don't know there had to be some exchange I feel like between the two of them before Corey just goes over and says show me and all that stuff like I feel like we're missing a scene here do you guys feel that way like if something was there in between this would have all kind of like gelled a little bit better I feel like we're yes I agree because I feel like we're missing a scene after this because I think after this they go and kind of tag team the the doctor and the nurse. Right. And how did that come about? Exactly. It's like, yeah, it, it, did he walk out of there going, come on, come with me, you know, or something like, you know, like, did Mini Mike just want to kill the doctor and because of the, he was an asshole, Allison, I guess? Okay. I guess that. Ah. How come there wasn't a scene where he's like, <clears throat> he recognizes that Michael just stood up erect and he got stronger with that kill and he goes and he goes I have more for you and then he brings yes. him there and then mm-hmm. he kind of uses Michael to to get revenge on everyone he wants to kill yeah and that way it serves both purposes right mhm i agree i and i i think that that scene would be good i think i do feel there's something missing in between that and the uh, and you know him going to say show me and i also think what they should have done Allison should have had a conversation with Corey and in the conversation, kind of allude to what just happened at the job. Like she was bitching about that girl dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happened. Now he's got a reason to kill them both because he loves her. You know what I mean? Not that she put him up to it, but you know how it is. You see this in movies where someone just says something and the psycho is going to take those words and say, okay, well, um, now I'm going to kill them for you and you'll love me. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? So, Oh, we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus Christ, I didn't want you to kill the fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that happen all the time, yeah. Where I feel like they do. They really don't, but they feel like they do. Maybe that scene happened and they cut it. It's probably for, cut uh, scene. Fucking, yeah. They trimmed it for, you know, for the running time, because but, but which would have been a mistake. But it almost legit seems, don't you think it would have made so much more sense? Those Both of those scenes. Both those him scenes. Him going back and saying, show me, and then him to have a reason to go to that house to kill them. those two. Besides the fact that the guy's short-tempered and she's sleeping with him for his job and, they're, oh, they're bad people, so let's see him get killed. Right. Which is way too basic. It's not Michael just doing random kills. Now, of course, you could you could say, well, it's not really so random in, in Halloween Kills because they went after him. That's why. He, and Tommy Doyle isn't random and Brackett's not random or whatever. But you could say things like that. But then there are tons of kills that are random in a roundabout way, whether it be the firemen or whatever. But I, I guess it's not random. They're there to put the house out of being on fire. But... Don't you don't don't you get so much more satisfaction from revenge kills just like Christine? <clears throat> oh yeah. These are all kills yeah. for a reason. Aren't you fucking glad he killed those band kids? Aren't you glad he killed the fucking doctor and that bitch? Aren't you glad he killed um the cop who was like doing what he did at the the, the diner or whatever? Like like these are all and, and the DJ. Like these are all great revenge things and that fucking mom and stuff. Like this is 
Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I don't get anything out of him killing the people in part four Halloween. I, like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want you to kill Bucky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fan favorite Bucky. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I get more, much more satisfaction out of this. Mm-hmm. So you want the characters to either be assholes or you love them. You don't just want throw on the screen characters just to be red shirts. No. That's what you're saying. Well, no. And I don't think that's that hard to do. Some kind of motivation as to why they should be killed, you know, as opposed to just randos. Yeah. Right. But then you get a lot of people complaining, saying that they're sick. And I, I've, I've said this myself. I'm sick of seeing assholes in all movies nowadays. Like, everybody ends up being, like, an anti-hero. Once upon a time, like, you know, when you, like, watch a slasher now, the teens are, like, usually assholes. You're like, man, I'm just tired of these fucking characters. Mm-hmm. Like, that type of thing. So there's two ways to look at it. So, But I also believe that you, Alex, also do watch some movies and say, yeah, these characters are assholes. But, I mean, you still do get joy when you see them killed. But you'd probably rather have them be characters you like, like from the early Friday films or the early Halloween. Let's just say that um, percentage-wise, we've gotten, let's just say in the whole world of horror, 10% have been assholes and 90% have been random people, right? In the in the in past, yes, but nowadays. I don't, I don't mind it creeping to the 50-50 mark. Okay. Like like even even the movie, what's that one with uh, Charles Bronson? What are those movies called? Death, Death Wish. Wish. Death, Death Wish, Wish yeah. yeah. Right. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it it's just the POV of the film. It, you know, in this movie we have the POV of the killer, you know, with with Cuntingham and and the Strodes or whatever. So there's no room to like any of the other characters. And Friday too, you like all the counselors cuz that's who you spend the most time with. So it's just it's a POV thing, hmm. I think. So he kills, uh, yeah, and and now the kills start finally, I guess you know, which I've been fine with. I know a lot of people complain about it, but they're starting. We gotten so many fucking kills in the last movie. It's like <laughs> if all you want is kills, you know, you can watch a fucking highlight reel, you know. So I'm, I I don't like people complaining about that. Uh, I do like the again another homage, but I think it's done well of Michael. You know, one of his first kills back is pinning that woman to the wall. I thought that was really good. And then I think after this is when he goes to see Allison again. They're up on the on the roof of that radio station. And they're talking about their plans. Let's leave town. Let's burn it down. You know, that kind of thing. I like the match. Very Bonnie and Clyde. Or actually, Dave, you'd like this. It made me think of uh, uh, Mickey and Mallory, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, definitely. And I think it's at this point, I didn't notice this until the second or third time because it might have been ADR, her face is now on screen, but she says to him, Allison says she felt a connection to him instantly after seeing his story or hearing about his story or something. It's like one line in there that happens Mm -hmm. really quick. And again, she's... Her face isn't on screen, so I think they just kind of threw that in there to give her even more reasoning, motivation to go off with him. And I think that's true. You know, you hear stories about people, regardless of what the story is, you may have an opinion or become infatuated with them and things like that. So I kind of dug that. And he also talked about coming up there uh, throughout the years, dream about (laughs) escaping or 
killing himself or something like that. So they plan their whole, like, let's leave town. And they they split at this point. And then we get our first taste of the uh, the DJ. What the hell is going on out here? Yo, this is private property. Not safe to be doing whatever the hell you do. Corey Cunningham. What you doing out here, you ugly motherfucker? Corey, stop it. You gonna scare all the kids. You stop. I don't know who the fuck you talking to, but uh, I know who you are. Yeah, I know the Lord Stroll story. She teased the man with brain damage and then he snapped. Look at you. You gonna make a little name for yourself now, huh? Walking around with this dumb bitch right here. You never shut up. I hear his voice everywhere. Oh, you goddamn right you do. And once Willie get in the air, it's like your favorite song stuck in your head. <laughs> y'all get the hell up off my property before I fuck y'all up. Which we heard in the opening, which I didn't talk about, but as soon as that came on, it was so jarring. Yes, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know Dude. what to expect, and I instantly got Barry Sims vibes. You know, <laughs> yep, which was great. Hello, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, but a weird start. Like I, I leaned over and I told my daughter. Literally, those were these were my words. This is not how you start a Halloween movie. That's what I told her. <laughs> oh, wow. See, I, I was all for it. It was jarring in the beginning. Because while this is happening, they're still showing, like, logos. Like, the Bloom House, And they yeah. show, like, Michael standing in a window or something in the yeah, anime. Yeah, it was uh-huh. odd. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wait, is this wait, what is this part of the movie? Like, I, I just kind of got right. confused. And then it kicked on. And I was like, yeah, see, this is what I want. I want to... I want to experience Haddonfield itself mm-hmm. and listen to the radio right. stations and see the town and see the people and see the carnage and how it what it left behind. Um, Ooh, Alex, you know why you good. love it. There's another reason why you love it. It's just like the intro to fucking your favorite. Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Same type of vibe, right? Yeah. You're, you're feeling Crystal yeah. Lake, you're talking about, and you're feeling New York. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, not to, I, Matt. I know you're. You're like, we got to get through this movie. <laughs> oh no, it's. Fine. I know we're terrible. I know we're horrible. <laughs> Let me just say two things real quick about the doctor nurse kill. One. Oh yeah. I cannot believe we can't get any fucking nudity in these movies. This is insane. I don't know what has Oof. happened to this country, but god <laughs> damn, could we get a fucking girl in the shower or something? Like, no, what is it. happening here? <laughs> And two, did you notice that after he killed the doctor, he took the bandage off his hand and looked at it? Is since he is infected, does Rage! that mean that kills also heal him? Mm. Is that what we're what? supposed to get out of that? I had no idea that it happened. Wow. It does come up when they're at the radio station on the roof. She's looking at his hand because he took that off. And she just says the word infected. Rage! Like, like looking at it, so... Yeah, I don't yeah, really know how yeah. to take that. Right. Interesting. I mean, he's indefinitely in- infected with, you know, the killer instinct. And Rage! I that's, you know, it was like a double entendre or something. Right. That's all that I thought they were trying to do. I didn't think about him, like, healing in any way. Right. Um, you know, because it's not like Michael's... I mean, does he heal? I mean, who knows? Does His fingers didn't grow back. But he stood He stood up as if, as if his bones were all kind of crippled, and then all of a sudden he, like... He realigned or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he got out of the kill chiropractor. And <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I feel good. Oh, yeah, that's ah. what I needed. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, first we get Lori and, and Allison arguing at home. W- wouldn't you be pissed off if you were Allison? Like your grandmother set you up with this kid and you instantly <laughs> like him. And she's like telling you to take your shirt off and shit and throw caution into the wind. And then two days <laughs> later, she's like, you cannot spend any more time with this boy. And doesn't even, as far as I know, really explain to him why that is. I That would yeah. just give her... I. Give me more motivation to get the fuck out of there. Like, fuck you. You're going to tell me what not to do? I'm going to do exactly the opposite. Yeah. Makes sense why she acted that way. So that's not, she kind of reminded us a little bit, reminded me of, of, of Laurie Strode in, in H2. Not to the extreme, of, of course, but she had some things that were buried and she did a good job of covering them up. Same thing as Laurie. But a couple things figure into the equation. All of a sudden, the, you know, the cracks start to show. And that's what starts to happen. Then she tells Lori off and all this other oh, stuff. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, you didn't expect it because the way she was behaving. But just goes to show you that Lori and her were each getting, attempting to get over their trauma in their own ways. And we see freaking, you know, they both slipped in it. But again, that's that's life. Shit happens all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about the movie. It's an actual, it's character driven. So, I mean, take it or leave it. Just like age two. Yeah. Yes. Well, speaking of H two and uh, and real life, um, I'm sure you guys heard the story about Daniel Harris and Scout <laughs> talking about meeting <laughs> Jamie Lee, and she's like, "I don't know you. I never saw those movies. I have no idea who you are." Like, yeah. And then I don't know. I don't believe them. I, I, I think that Scout and her made it a lot worse than it probably was. And they're just being drama queens. I think we've heard stories about Jamie Lee Curtis being, you know. Kind of curt. Kind yes. Of, kind of... Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> 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 but I could get that. I mean, that's known. But I think that in, why would they not have a knowledge of that as well? Being in this franchise and being having close to this girl played her daughter, and this girl played the same role that she played, and she knows the Akkads, and she knows people about this franchise. She's spoken to fans at conventions. I'm sure both of them have an idea, and I'm not defending being rude at any point, but I'm saying I'm sure that they should have had a little bit of background of how Jamie Lee doesn't hasn't watched any of these things, and outside of the one she's in, she probably doesn't even watch the ones that she's in. You know? No, not that she watches them, but I mean, you know, she right. doesn't think about them or hasn't bothered to watch them. Here's two my two takes on this. One, why would these two girls sabotage anything of their career by just picking this fight with Jamie Lee Curtis at this time? That seems weird. And two... Attention. Podcast. They have a podcast, right? Yeah. yeah you get downloads from that shit. How many people turned... I didn't even know they had a podcast. Me neither. Until I heard that. And now I'm like, oh... And for a second, I looked it up. Didn't play it, but did look it up. But And you know how that goes. You can't pay for fucking certain type of advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. But two, if Jamie Lee Curtis, if you said to her, hey, I played your daughter in, this, in the Halloween sequels, wouldn't you just go, oh, wow, nice. What would you think of the movie? Like, would right. you really say, I never saw those movies. I have no idea who you are. Like, wh- even a common courtesy... Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Why would you say that? Like, we, I don't think she did. Yeah, like we could all say things like that at every turn, at every conversation. But you choose 
the more polite thing and you go, oh, okay. Um, so, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, you just don't say that. It's just a weird thing to do. But the fact that they cried, that they said that they fucking openly wept, shows more fakeness of it. That's Ugh. why I don't believe them. Yeah. Seriously, would that make you cry? <laughs> right. Honestly. If you played fucking Jax Teller in the fucking, the redoing of fucking Sons of Anarchy. Oh, sure. I'd be devastated. Yeah. It would hurt. But that's, but you already love Jax Teller. Yeah. That's, okay, think about this. What if, you, you know what I'm saying? These people don't know her from fucking Adam. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? I don't think they had her built up like fucking, you have Jack, fuck, Jack Teller built up. Right. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. I couldn't think of a better example. That's what I came off the top. No, it's a great honestly, example. Are you really mm-hmm. going to be moved to fucking tears because another actor in, you know, in, in this 20, 30 years you've been involved in this franchise, um, you know, the one said, I haven't seen your movies. I don't know who you are. Oh, my God. She doesn't even know who we are. Yeah. And they're really going to fucking openly cry. Oh, yeah. I'd be devastated. But that doesn't that reek of fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't buy them. I just, Scout has done some dubious things in the past and and so has fucking danielle as far as i'm concerned so i don't know maybe i'm wrong we'll never know yeah so no it's it's probably both both sides you know all the story is coming from them only so i think both things are true she was probably short with them are just not polite you know which is fine and then they also are blowing it up more so than it needs to be i would guess <clears throat> I mean, it's awfully timely when fucking Halloween ends comes out. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, no, they were there at the premiere. I did see him there at the premiere. That's true. If they were there, I mean, it did happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Something happened. Probably. Imagine if they just made the whole fucking thing up. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. You, you did insult him a little bit. You, you did insult a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, no, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. Hey, Jimmy, what's right is right. You understand what I'm talking about? It's all right. It's all right. No, I mean, the kids you know, over here, I was, we're hugging and kissing over here, and two minutes later, he's acting like a fucking jerk. No, 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 no. You, you insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. No, I didn't Sorry. insult him. I didn't insult insulted him. insulted him a little bit. No, no I didn't insult nobody. No. Give us a drink. Give us a drink. Okay. <laughs> Let's just have a drink. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> you know? mm. You know, yeah. you were a little bit out of line yourself. Yeah, you were a little bit out of line. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Matt's like, can we get to the end of my final show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Banana laser ends tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Golly. Oh, man. Why did I agree to do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shine box. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we talk about one topic? Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Get your fucking side by. Hey, this is why people tune in. Yeah. All business. Uh, <laughs> don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana Laser will be right back. Do you or any member of your family have a problem with monkeys, chimps, or orangutans? Are these pesky primates invading your home looking for shelter? Does the constant squealing and crying of these pets keep you awake at night? Are you constantly dodging fecal matter being thrown around your house? If this sounds like you and your loved ones, then we have the solution. Banana laser. Never be fearful of your children watching these beasts fornicate or masturbate again. Banana laser. 
That's right, with Banana Laser. You don't have to live with this problem anymore. Just simply aim and pull the trigger. You'll blast, zap, and blow these troublesome monsters to kingdom come. Just three easy payments of $79.99, and this death ray will be on your doorstep in three to six months. Banana Laser. Banana Laser. 100% fine quality Filipino craftsmanship made by the most well-trained 10-year-olds. So order Banana today at 314-720-8842 or bananalaser at gmail.com and also Bananalaser makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Hope to hear from you soon. Just remember Bananalaser. Take your stinky paws off you, damn dirty ape. So, yeah, uh, I think after this we get, uh, well, we get a title card of uh, October 31st, so it's actually Halloween this time, but it doesn't say Halloween, which I thought I was know. interesting. And <laughs> I'm glad it didn't do what. What, was it was it H two Rob Zombie's H two? It just said trick or treat. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> Thank God it didn't do that. <laughs> uh, True. Yeah, but uh, yeah, from here we get uh, really fun scenes. Uh, one at the uh, the junkyard um, with the bullies. I guess they. Oh, he leads them there. Yeah, that's right. He sees them. He scratches something into their into their car, and then they follow him there. And this is just a fun sequence. Definitely feels like Christine after he gets in the tow truck and whatnot. But I just yep. love that his uh, his uh, stepdad or uncle or whoever it is is just there at work watching Hard Target <laughs> on headphones. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is he what? And then you would say, well, the wife would probably scream at him for the noise or whatever, so Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah who knows. He's got like a cat poster on the wall and shit. It's, it's such a weird office, but uh these are some great kills. I mean, the one the drummer gets his drumstick in the eye off-screen, but still looks cool. Uh, then the one bully accidentally shoots the the old guy in the head. <laughs> I, I guess he was just there to have another body get killed. It, it, but it also begs the question, you know, what would uh, new Michael do with him at this point? It's not like he was out and out bad to him, but he also never he never came to his aid between his mom or anything. So would you think he would have killed him too? <laughs> no, I think he liked him. And I think the guy was good. I he think gave he's him a his, bike. He, he's yeah. his stepfather. He gave him the bike. Gave him a he job. supported him. He mm-hmm. told him, I, I hope you find love. In other words, get the hell out because what I have fucking sucks. Sucks. And, yeah. um, you know what I mean? And it's it happens. I yeah. think that he was as supportive as a stepfather as he could be. Plus, keep in mind, they said that his real father bolted after the events went down. So this guy came oh. in and had you know shoes to fill and take a role in this kid's life, which is part of the re- again that's his trauma. His dad left him too. Oh, okay, I missed that line, huh? Yeah, I know they made it too. It was a passing fuck. It, they, the way it was, it was put in the movie, uh, I I think they could have done a better job at, at conveying that. It isn't like this, you know. This franchise has been the most subtle, especially this trilogy. So, 
Right. You know. <clears throat> what if what if uh, Cuntingham passed off the evil to his stepdad as well, and then they <laughs> all team up, and it's like a trio of killers. You got the fat man, the little guy, and the old man. <laughs> yeah, he runs over a chick, which is great because she's still alive. <laughs> and, Poor girl. I felt and, bad for her because out of all of them, she, yeah, she, yeah, she wasn't the most. She was she was there, but she wasn't really Margot. Into the bullying. That yeah, was a callback to H two. Remember in the field when those guys are beating up Michael with the bat in the field? Oh, yeah. And she said, take it easy on them. Yeah. She's oh. like, just stop. How much, what, what do you want to do? Kill the guy? And then Michael still kills her? Wow. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Good that's call. awesome. <laughs> wow. Damn, dude. Hmm. But I think the winner here is, and it's too bad it's not exactly a, a full shot, but the blowtorch to the face. Uh, oh, that's the best kill, and they didn't yeah. show shit. Yeah, they didn't really show it, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> but you do see the other gal's reaction while it's happening, um, which is sometimes more terrifying than actually seeing the effect and stuff. But just think about the brutality of that in general. Is like, fuck. What, can you can you just gouge my eyes out, please? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> That probably is the the banana split. If they, I would think so. Yeah. If they showed it though, right? Or do, do you think we should not give it? Like, remember how Michael J used to give like the winner to off screen kills and stuff? Like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Like he, Brenda was the best kill. Yeah, you but, know, the light huh. came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the light came on, Steve Christie, <laughs> like nothing happened. Right. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, dude, that was amazing. That's so much better wow. than Jack Burrell. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like uh, I, I would totally give this, give that the, the one, but I don't know. Like, yeah. it kind of bothers me that it's not on screen. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I do like that he does finish the job with uh, uh, the one under the truck. <laughs> I think we do see her head collapse. Um, which is interesting. You know, it's funny you say that. I saw for some reason um, a clip of the making of or something, and they show a really uh, graphic um, angle or something of her head popping when he steps on it, and you could see like everything. Then when I watched the movie, I was waiting to see that. I was like, oh, I didn't notice that before, and it's not there. Instead, it's like more of a, a long shot sort of of him stepping on the fence and her head, but uh, you don't even get. All the detail that the the guys put into making her head explode like a melon, you don't see huh. it really. Yeah, so that's that's two. If since I know that knowledge, that's two things I don't see now hmm. <laughs> in this one moment. Yeah, so yeah, I'm actually struggling to remember that visually. So yeah, because there's nothing to remember. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that stinks. Hmm. Yeah. No tits. Censored kills. Come on. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> then here he goes to the fucking uh, uh, the radio station, and <laughs> this guy. Well, I guess the receptionist too. Uh, but this guy, <laughs> talk about taking uh, like something like on the nose. Uh, <laughs> but this looks great. He just bashes his fucking head into the turntable, and then his jaw is broken. Baroque, <laughs> he, 
Yeah, and he cuts his tongue out with a fucking pair of scissors. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, have you guys seen on Shudder the movie I watched a couple weeks ago, Speak No Evil? No. It's like a yeah, Shudder exclusive. I saw it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, interesting. That's a good movie. It, it has a similar yeah. connection with uh, with this kill. Yeah, I would say peel that one back. It's definitely good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Good movie. And then I think, then he goes and kills his mom, or maybe he did that before this. I can't recall, but, um, yeah, how weird. She hits him, like, earlier in the movie, she slaps (laughs) him in the face, and then kisses him, like, open mouth on the lips kind of thing. Like, holy fuck. When Corey was making out with his mom, they stopped before I got to come. (laughs) (laughs) I needed three more seconds. Yeah. I was like, guys, I'm totally into this shit. (laughs) <laughs> and it was right after his mom kisses him. And the stepdad's like, I hope you find love. <laughs> He's like, wasn't that it? Like, fucking take her with you, please. <laughs> yeah, take her with you. Yeah. I'm going to go jerk off to hard target in this mullet. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, I'm going to use the back of his hair to mop this up when I'm done. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. Um, oh, we're going too uh, far tonight. But after this, after these fun kills, uh, which really adrenalizes the movie, uh, I get another part that I don't really understand. I kind of am not gelling with, and maybe you guys can help me. But that's where uh, we're back at Lori's house, and it's going through this whole thing of her uh, pulling a gun out and grabbing a bottle of booze and does she write a suicide note or she calls the cops and says there's a suicide like what does she think is happening like does she think someone's coming there like it's all a setup that's the whole thing i don't get this and i think i have an answer good please because she goes and sees Corey mm-hmm. and has that talk with him and because of her feelings towards Corey when she first spots him and oh. she's in the same position as Michael and all that, in her mind, Corey's bad, stay away from him and everything else. But eventually, this is going to lead me, pardon me, this is going to lead him to me. And I know what's going to happen. And so she's kind of waiting for something to happen. Exactly when? I don't know, but I guess I just take it as her intuition. Feeling that danger's coming, especially the direction it's going in with her conversation with Corey and then her conversation with, with um, Allison. So I think she thinks, okay. So then she's like, okay, and it's Halloween. So I am going to take this opportunity. I think something's happening. So the whole thing is this. It was very cryptic what she was saying. And it's funny because my daughter reaches over, leans over to me and says, it sounds like a suicide note. She's saying that as she's writing. I'm like, huh. But then it gets there, and what happens? Both of us knew exactly what happened. The fake-out didn't work. You can tell by the 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 shot and the noise after the shot what really happened. You could just tell. It was it was perfect, you know, maybe too perfect. Maybe they should have made it not so obvious. I believe that she did that, and she had an inkling he was coming. Now he's there. Now, here's my take on this. She calls the cops just to have a reason for cops to show up at the house. So she wants to say, I want to report a suicide. So she's doing it very, she's being clever because she wants the person that she thinks is spying on her 
to think that she actually is about to commit a suicide. So she has every reason to call cops as opposed to what she's really hatching here, the plan she's hatching. So I think she does that to, to get the cops there and then to fake it out and then say what she did. That's what I think. It's just a plan she came up with. Maybe it's a little far-fetched, but that that's what I my take was on it. Well, there's one thing I still don't understand. What's that? <laughs> did Lori go to jail for shooting that pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> no. They just let her do it and kill Michael. <laughs> oh, okay. It was really good then. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, great story, Gordon. Uh, you brought up a you brought up a scene that I wanted to to mention but forgot because uh, the the boy he sleeps at the at the murder house where he ki- killed that kid. And he sleeps uh, like right there on the floor, real sick like. And uh, yeah, he slept in the in the puddle, the blood stain. Yeah, like wow, <laughs> holy shit! Um, this dude's hardcore, man. And then yeah. in the morning, Lori wakes him up. She's sitting in a chair and it's tapping up against the wall. Now, when this scene ended, and I still don't know, but I thought he imagined this or dreamt it. Did you guys get that at all, or do you think she was actually there? Because <clears throat> she she kind of vanishes. Yeah, but the window after. Remember, he goes over to it and he sees that. That was the way her she exited. Mm-hmm. There was okay. something there. All right. Cause that, but I believe that's that's that was kind of the implication. I think they wanted you to question whether or not it happened. Right. Because the first time I saw it, I, I did question it myself. But then the second time I said, no, no. I was look, I was watching this time. I go, I, I know it was kind of an artistic choice to do it that way. Maybe they thought it was cool. Or maybe they wanted people to contemplate. Yeah, it, it's like American Psycho. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you guys notice that weird cut in her speaking? Like, she was saying, like, about evil infecting. Then all of a sudden she's like, you can't have her. You guys can't be together. And it's like, whoa. Like, her Hmm. levels weren't even the same. Or her inflection just came out of nowhere. Hmm. Um, It's almost like they cut some dialogue out and they just cut it right to, you can't be with her. Maybe they did. We're both fucked up. I want to help you, Corey. Let me help you. Or let me find help for you. You can't have her. Allison is not equipped for this relationship. And I will not let her get hurt. So stay the fuck away. You started this! You brought me in. You invited me. Are you the one to blame? It just comes out of nowhere when you hear the first sentences compared to that one. But I think, uh, to answer your question, I think it's real because... That is the entire motivation for him to go kill Lori. And that is what brings Michael to that house as well. Michael's mm-hmm. only there to get his mask. He he doesn't even know right. that Lori lives there. Although, someone will argue, yeah, but he stood by that tree and looked at Lori standing in front of her house earlier. But, again, if he even knew that that was the girl he supposedly wants to kill, he would have walked up to her and just twisted her head. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he kill her then if that's really his target? So that oh, that's one of the things I was going to say. Like um, the what I was saying earlier about this meant-to-be stuff. Like they're just meant to interact because Corey is only there because he's dating the granddaughter and the grandmother said you can't be with her. So mm-hmm. he's going to go kill her because she's in the way just like his mother was in the way, just like this one's in the way, mm-hmm. just like that one's in the way. So that's all that is. And Michael is only there because Corey jumped on him and said, you're just a man and stole his mask 
to go on a killing spree for whatever reason. I don't. I don't. I guess we never got into why he he wanted that mask or whatever. Maybe it's to kill without getting caught or something. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's like a sense of power to it, you know. Not and not not literal power, but it's like if I get a. I'm not a baseball fan, but if I got a baseball hat that some player wore. You know, it would charge me. So maybe that he's just getting like juiced up. He's drinking his uh, protein shake or whatever. I guess. Yeah. Hey, Roy did the same thing. Roy had a Roy, Roy put on a Jason mask. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. He could have just killed. I think that was to get away with it, though. So, but well, yeah. Corey yeah. is the worst. He throws the knife after killing the homeless <laughs> guy. He keeps smashing his hand against the fucking window of the the doctor's house, like. Dude, you're gonna get caught. You can't just right. leave your fucking blood and your fingerprints all over the place. Like you're the worst. And then, <laughs> so, then he goes and does this. But like, there's a lot of uh, questions here. But that's definitely the only reason Michael was at that house just to get his mask back. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now he'll just leave. Yeah, you're right, Dave, and that does make a lot of sense with uh, uh, Hope explaining why she's kind of ready for the confrontation. And she doesn't even know that Michael is still like, that he's like interacting with Michael, necessarily. Right. And so she's expecting only him, and that's it. So I'm sure she she really shit her pants whenever (laughs) actual Michael Myers showed up to the house. Yeah. Oh, can we, can we talk about the trailer? I know Dave loves this topic. And God, I've oh loved boy, it. Oh boy, this trailer, yeah. It's bad. Thank God I didn't watch this thing. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm, I don't know. If you guys continue watching trailers after this, I'd be surprised. So, the trailer gave away the fucking fake suicide. Like, when I'm watching this, I was almost like, oh my God, mm-hmm. is that really... No, this couldn't be how it ends because she did say it would piss off a lot of people and people would be pissed if Lori just gave up and fucking shot herself. And the reason you're led to believe that that is a possibility is because she's been clean and sober for four years. Then she pours herself a drink. It's like she really just fucking gave up on everything. So you believe she actually did give up because now she's going to drink because what the fuck does not matter? I'm going to kill myself in two minutes anyway. So she does that. Then you hear this gun. You hear the brain splatter on the floor and god damn the trailer has her pushing the fucking door open and aiming the gun now i would know this is all bullshit if i saw the trailer so god damn thank god i didn't and then later on with the the hand in the the h2o call back with the food whatever you call that garbage disposal you see her head butt michael and get out of it Mm-hmm. And like you would know that that's coming up and there's no way that this is just going to, you know, whatever it yields. Oh, yeah, she's going to do that. Boom. Then she does it like there's some weird things that they put in these trailers. I guess the most um, glaring omission is everything to do with the plot of Corey. And it's almost yeah. like, why are you hiding that aspect? Are they they didn't want to spoil that part. So all they could show is footage from the very end of the movie. Right. And so that would, I understand why that pisses a lot of people off too. Because it makes it seem very different. Right. Um, you think yeah. you're going to watch a two hour epic battle, mm-hmm. and instead you go down a totally different path. Now, not seeing the trailer, maybe that's why me and Dave didn't care that much, you know? And But you did <clears> see it, and it didn't seem to yeah. bother you either, though, so. No. Uh, yeah, but uh, I tend to forget what happens in the trailers most of the time, but. 
by the time <laughs> I see the movie. Um, right. And also, I know these things are fucking totally farce. You know, they're made up lots of the times. Um, like, I think there's dialogue in... You know, they shoot dialogue that's only for trailers, you know, because you need, a, like, a bullet point oh, to yeah. sell the movie. So I, I always take them with a grain of salt. And, uh, well, also, people pointed out, I didn't notice because I don't pay that close attention, but, you know, people take these things frame by frame. Oh, yeah. And people pointed out that it was not the real Michael in the trailer because he had uh, all his fingers on his left hand. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, Damn. yeah, it was kind of spoiled because of that, yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> but I think you got to be so a they should have known better then. Uber fan they should have known. That yeah. That wasn't Michael, or before they even got there. They shouldn't even have had a reason to say there was a bait and switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? There you go. So we're at, the, we're at the quarry part, right? So Yeah. So she goes and shoots him. He falls down the stairs. Then she empties her gun into the wall. The same way Hawkins shot that same wall going down a staircase in the other movie with the flashback. Why do you think she oh. did that? <laughs> Everyone's asking, like, because then she says, if you're here to kill me, then kill me. Because I thought she actually doesn't want to kill him. She just doesn't want him to be with Allison. Well, the cops would have shown up. Cops on the way. And they would have arrested him for, like, a home invasion and assault. So she shot the gun not to have no defense against him and say, then just kill me if you want to kill me. It was really, that's just her, like, talking shit. Yeah, I think so. It was really so she's not tempted to blow his head off at some point. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. Because she probably could have been pushed to that point, I'm sure. But then he hears Allison's car pull up because of her loose muffler, I guess. (laughs) I was kind of trying to figure out why he knew it was her. And then stabs himself in the neck because he's already said multiple times, if I can't have her, nobody can, which is every every psycho boyfriend has probably said that at some point. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've said it about five or six times. Yeah, I'm going to kill myself if you don't get back, back with me. Yeah, <laughs> But he actually does it. And yeah, this is kind of a weird interaction. I get why yeah, Lori seems to completely do like a 180, but that's because... Well, now I've turned my granddaughter completely against me because it looks like I murdered this guy, which I wasn't trying to do, which is uh, interesting. But he's actually still not dead, though. That's the other funny part. Yeah, what do you think of that? Is that the Michael Myers in him, the evil? Ah, I dig that now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I do like the fact that Michael finally is the one that kills him. Thank God. You know, why did you... Maybe Michael knew the entire time that I need more power. The only way I can get it is by killing. I'm too weak to do it myself. That's why I've been here for four years. He's, he's like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, Freddy and Jason. <laughs> oh, I can't that kill if they don't remember me. <laughs> I need you to go have your fun so I can, like, you know, get your sloppy seconds. <laughs> I think that's what he was doing, yeah. Corey was a means to an end, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think so. We'll let Corey have fun for a little bit longer. <laughs> I can't come back if I don't remember. <laughs> She's mine. Mine. What? <laughs> I can't believe that really happened. I know, right? <laughs> uh, ver- and th- th- honestly, now nah, I'll wait till we get there. <laughs> it's the whole versus thing. I I don't care about a versus. I didn't want to see 
a Jason versus Freddy battle to see fucking Lori versus Michael. Everyone seems to have this idea in their head. They expected some epic fucking, and I'm like, really? That's what you expected to see? We've only seen it fucking four other times, Mm -hmm. and it's been exhausted to death. Yes, we want to see the two of them at the end. One kill one, or one kill the other, or both of them die, maybe. And that's that's as far as I thought about it. Sorry, I just had Freddy versus Jason. I keep making that comparison, because people keep saying that, and I keep going, so what, you wanted Freddy versus Jason for this? It's it's the match of the century. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. (laughs) Two 65-year-olds. They should have done a weigh-in promo. <laughs> just do a stare awesome. down. Yeah, I think that's why this last fight is like not very long, um, and also why it pisses people off because they wanted more. You know, they wanted to go on for twenty minutes, and it's like, well, what do you want to fucking happen? You know, <laughs> yeah. She just keeps throwing stuff at him and runs to the next room over and yeah. over again. And then she goes in the closet. Then she stabs him in the eye. And then she, you know, same shit. Then she drops a knife again. You know. And I, and I I had to come to terms with this. Like I'm like, well, it was short, but again, exactly what Matt said. What did you expect to happen? Like, how long could Lori have survived a battle with Michael? It's almost like it was probably the perfect amount of time because because mm-hmm. they kind of exhausted realistic options here and then it goes to an there's only one really unrealistic kind of moment so she stabs the oh yeah by the way they even in the trailer they show her her stabbing his hands Mm -hmm. into the island of the fucking kitchen fuck that shit yeah can you believe that (laughs) fuck trailers yeah fuck trailers i'm glad i've been out of that game for 10 years and i'm not going back matt remembers i was with him on banana laser when we swat, and pardon me, Banana Bites, that excellent show. Mm-hmm. We did Banana Bites, mm-hmm. and it was 2013, and we saw the trailer for The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. the and that, Oh, the, the clapping yeah, game, yeah. <laughs> clap game, right then and there. I said, you know what? I don't think I'm watching trailers anymore. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Here I am years later. Still don't watch it. Nine years later. Yeah. So the only unrealistic moment, unless you guys disagree is she stabs his hand, and I forget, he does whatever, and then she kind of picks him up and slams him onto the island. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot to process again. Do we buy this because he is the broken down Michael who's not exactly on on full or anything? And, and Lori is 60-something years old, but she was Sarah Connoring all those years. Mm-hmm. Does that bother you guys? Like that one moment of her lifting him up and slamming him onto the island? Is that like, oh my god? So you're telling me Michael killed everybody on the street that time? He killed all those firemen? He killed blah blah blah? But a fucking sixty five year old woman is is gonna <laughs> fucking give him a rock bottom on top of an island in a kitchen and then stab his other hand and just fucking kill him? I'm okay with it. One of them had to die, and you gotta think of it like this: we already had a showdown with these two loomis killed michael blew him up in that room with when he put all the oxygen on and lit the thing then they said no we got to make money so then Lori kills him in h2o but she really doesn't because it's not him so michael killed Lori and then continued on so now jamie lee comes back why is it that crazy that well then i'm i want my ending michael already had his ending in 2003 or two if i'm coming back and i'm doing all this Lori's going to be a survivor. 
So now I'm going to kill Michael and we're ending this anyway. And you guys are going to start fresh or whatever the fuck you're doing when I leave. I don't know. I don't care. But I kill Michael now. It's going to be my journey. It's my story. I came back for these three movies. She's going to survive, right? Why is that a bit? Why is that a problem? You, you, you got your way in 2002 when he killed her. So now it's a new story. And now it's this other angle. So that's not a big deal, right? It doesn't bother well, me at all. I feel like that's the most satisfying conclusion we can get after this. Uh, right. <clears throat> after this thing. So I didn't realize that that specific idea people had an issue with. I didn't know she lifted him up, like you said. I yeah, I don't recall so that. I guess I'll look for it next time. But I, I would attribute why. that just to being like, you know, when you hear a mother having superhuman strength of <laughs> p- pulling a car mm-hmm. off their child or something, like she's juiced. And he's weakened, so, you know. Right. Yeah, it's like, how can Ray beat Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens kind of bullshit? It's like, huh. well, he's weakened, she's juiced, you know, I don't know. Rage! Yeah, yeah. Rage! Yeah, the rage! <laughs> rage! Too violent, too deadly! <laughs> too violent, too deadly! <laughs> Michael, go to Laurie Strode's house! Go home, He can't Michael. go home. He has a fucking... <laughs> there's no home. They demolished him. Michael, go home. Go home! <laughs> Help her hang Halloween <laughs> decorations. <laughs> See? So let me ask you guys. When when Lord, when, pardon, when Allison comes back and sees that she's killed... Um, Did Lori kill again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if you're Lori... Pardon, if you're Allison in that case... Do you think that you're going to notice that that Corey is dressed up like Michael Myers? Do, are you going to do you think you would notice that he had on fucking overalls or whatever the fuck he was wearing? Or do you just would have been so shocked that as soon as you walk in, you see your grandmother and you see your fucking boyfriend with a fucking knife in his throat, you probably wouldn't really process all that stuff because that's kind of the way I see it. Yeah, I agree. No way would you notice the mask or anything. You would be blinded with emotion just from seeing her with a knife and all the blood and everything, I would think. That's what I think. I've yeah. heard people complain that they they were a little disappointed that, you know, she didn't confront her mother. Or pardon me, that she didn't confront her grandmother and say, you know, what do you do? What the hell is this? You know what I mean? Dude, you know how many times I open the refrigerator and after staying there for like five minutes, like, where's the fucking mayonnaise? And she's like, it's right in front of you. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> Oh, right. So, no, yeah, I, there's plenty of things I don't notice I'm staring at, so, right. yeah. <laughs> Look, why is he, do you think she would question why he's dressed up as Michael Myers? And, and why he would, she would, she wouldn't get mad? Like, she just accepted it. No, because that's a mechanic suit he wears at his uh, junkyard. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a Which minute. Which is another great, like, little, little tie there, give him well, a reason shit. to do that, yeah. And the mask was off, right? He didn't have a Michael mask no, on. No, it was off, yeah. So it was just a dead body, her boyfriend that her grandmother killed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still a little bit hard to believe, but I mean, I have to watch that scene again to look at her, the ultimate reaction, but it didn't seem like she got, she did get mad at her, and it made sense that she would. I guess it works then. Just making sure, because I forgot that he wore overalls. Yeah, what did I think? He went to a fucking, he decided to put overalls on because cause Michael happened to... You know? Well, he certainly couldn't wear Michael's. Michael's a lot taller than this kid. So he had to get his own. And he's figuring, oh, Michael, where's that? I'll wear, I got my own, and then I'll just take his mask. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Jason in part three where he wears fucking, you know, the other guy's Harold's clothes. Harold's clothes, yeah. Harold, god damn it! <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so then we get this uh, funeral procession, uh, which, I mean, I liked. I mean, it's it's cool. It's like, you know, you got since the town has been living with this entire cloud of Michael the whole time, it's like, well, you know, it's like the grieving process or letting go. It's like we can finally let go. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, but, but the second time I watched it, I was thinking, well, now the town has to lie. Like everyone has this lie, <laughs> right? Isn't somebody going to slip up to another town or something? Be like, Hey, we fucking, we murdered this guy and just did not say anything about it. The entire town. <laughs> well, how many people live in Haddonfield, which has grown substantially again. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, every <laughs> like movie. we say every yeah. time. Yeah. Now they have a junkyard. They finally gave the dude from Texarkana some kind of of job here. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, to stop the other police. (laughs) This isn't how this works. And he's like, it is tonight, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's his whole purpose. They get this big, imposing black man, and you think, God, he's going to do something. This guy seems like he's going to be a problem for somebody. And instead... He just kind of like sits on the chair. He's like, God damn it, in the hospital when everyone's not listening to him. And he has no purpose in the first movie. And in this movie, he rolls up and he says, it is tonight. And that's it. So th- you hire. He rolls up. Why is this guy in, the, in these movies? I'm trying to still figure out. I hear you. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't Dude. Why have him why? so distinct looking? I mean, he's in a fucking right. 25 gallon cowboy hat. Like, right. What is like, the purpose? He's a character almost. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. Why is he there? He must know somebody. They must have created a fucking role just for him. Maybe he's the father of that kid. Of the fucking little <laughs> yeah, babysitter. Yeah. He has as much purpose in these movies as the man in black did in Halloween 5. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Just fucking, then they got to write around it. Yeah. You know, if there's a sequel. You fill it in later. He's coming in. Yeah. Ultimately, they're going to tie it together. They're going to fucking tie this to fucking the town that dreaded sundown and say that, you know what? He he was just a fucking, he rolled over in Haddonfield because he was an outsider. Because he really came from Texarkana. Right. He was just, he was just selling sundown sacks and he said, you know what? I need another job. <laughs> he went to Haddonfield. All these guys were killed in the other movies, so he, he applied and that's it. You're coming back. You can't. <laughs> well, let's talk about one guy who's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the meat grinder. I I do really like this because it's like a. <laughs> well, okay. I I also have a theory. <laughs> they put him in a meat gonna grinder. He's going to be dog meat, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a slime monster. Uh, <laughs> evil never dies. No, a dog's going to eat him. A dog is going to eat and then him shit like him. He like, dogs. The, like the way the dog pissed fire. He's going <laughs> to shit Michael. Or nightmare four. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to shit. They put him in the meat grinder saying, like, we're closing the book on this story. We're not coming back to this. But we all know <laughs> the Akkads and Blumhouse, they're going to make more of these. <laughs> like, we're not stupid. Right. They got to do something. Yeah, they're going to so do the, something. Oh, I know. That was Corey's body. That's what I'm thinking. Someone put the mask on the wrong per- Oh, no, duh. There was no mask on him. No, there wasn't. But... Like, what if the next sequel, if they want to continue this, like, they pan out of the of the chop shop and everyone's standing there. And off across the street is Michael watching them grind up some <laughs> other guy's body. 
that he somehow switched out just resurrection style. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But, I love that thing they threw him in. I watch videos of them throwing oh, everything yeah. in those things, like rubber tires, bowling balls, those mm-hmm. canisters of ga- of oxygen. You ever see when they throw those things on like uh, Instagram when they just keep throwing shit in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch those too. It's very satisfying. Oh, so. I can watch it for hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah. It's even better than like a wood chipper or anything <laughs> like that. Oh yeah, it's way better. You can really see it just getting torn apart. <laughs> hmm. I didn't think I'd ever see my favorite slasher in there, but yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Now just throw Freddy in there and Leatherface and Pinhead. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh. And Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say this. This is my true thoughts pissing in the movie theater after I was done watching this. I was standing there with my dick in my hand. And I said to myself, you know what? I walked out, and I was on some kind of weird high, and I met another Halloween fan in the bathroom, and he asked me if I liked this, and the look on his face showed me that he does not, and he was not happy whatsoever, and I gotta say, it bothered me that he kind of ruined how I felt, because it's almost like I had to endure what I eventually would have to endure as soon as I got back on social media, after being so pleasantly surprised, and I was so excited, and I, as I'm standing there, I was saying to myself, you know, this really makes a lot of other Halloween movies look really bad. <laughs> like, God, this makes, like, four look really like nothing, and five look horrible, and six look like a, you guys have no ideas here, and it makes Halloween Kills look so basic. This is, like, almost masterful filmmaking. And it's like, God, you really knew you wrote this almost flawlessly. And, like, it's so tight and so fluid and everything ties together so beautifully. And everything just... It was such a journey that I I finally fucking experienced something here. Like, I didn't feel like I was watching a best of fucking, like, Halloween Kills. Like, the the best of hits. Like, putting all these movies into the one big movie. I felt like I'm finally watching an original story here. And I'm taking a fresh journey and getting a new angle on this whole thing. And living through the town of Haddonfield. Kind of like how I felt with Halloween 2. But even even more in, in ways. I'm so excited that, man, one of our dumb movies got this kind of treatment. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, that's great. Jesus, this was so cool. And I'm so thrilled. And I went out to my friends and I was like, what would you guys think? And I was so happy to hear that other people thought that way and then others didn't. And I'm like, God, really? It was like impossible to believe that someone else didn't love this. And it was such a great feeling. That I'll always remember and I'll always think back on. I don't ever walk out of the theater feeling like that. And I just wanted that moment to last forever. And my wife felt it too. And she was like, Mm. that was fucking phenomenal. I was like, yeah, I really was, wasn't it? It's almost like we don't even deserve it. And God, little did I know that something like that is surely not going to be absorbed by the masses the same way, or whatever you want to call it. Surely something that powerful could not affect everyone in the same way, could it? And it's like, no, it's not gonna. 
and and it didn't. God, this is what I've been wanting and never even knew it mm-hmm. for all these. <laughs> wow, years. dude, mm-hmm. that's what I said. I said this was the freaking movie that I didn't think I want. You know what I'm saying? I expected something else. I wanted something else. I didn't get it. I got this, but I didn't realize I wanted it until I saw it. Mm-hmm. That's what I said, it, dude. And that's it. And I, um, so many people don't like it. And uh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I. I I, I hear you. I could understand why, but it's to the point now where it's like, it's such a divisive thing that if you are on social media, there's, I mean, but that goes for just about anything. Yeah. Well, IMDb, it's it's a solid 5.0 right now on IMDb, but if you look at like the first Halloween, it's only a 7.7. Yeah. That's you guys not don't, bad. Yeah. Right. You don't even <laughs> fucking know how good that is. So what do I care if you give this a five? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, but I mean, the horror community is pretty divisive about it. It's probably what? 70, 30? People don't like it, I would say. Oh, yeah. And the most diehard of, of all the people hate it the most. A lot of times, yeah. Mm, but the thing yeah. is, I I actually dug it. I understand that it's misplaced. I, I will admit that. But is it, though? Is it really misplaced if you look, if you take this trilogy as a separate thing? As the, If you look at 1978 and you look at this and say, okay, this is the start of something and this is the finish. But that really isn't what's happening here. I mean, it is. It is. It, it is the in this timeline, the third the third sequel to the original movie. But it's also just a different time in general in the world, and they're just doing some things different. And uh, honestly, I could say the same thing for all three movies. There are some things I liked. Mm-hmm. There are some things I didn't like. Um, but there's more that I liked than I didn't. And you know, I feel like you, Alex. I mean, it's just. Uh, but I, I am a little bit disappointed. I wish there could be more of a uh, of a celebration of this movie. It's 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 going to be remembered as a as a colossal a fuck up, which is very sad, right? I, it is very sad because it's it's for the most part it tells a good story and I like it. And then, but people that are intelligent enough and and are big fans are not even being jerks about it. They'll say yes, it is an intelligent story. It's just misplaced. It doesn't belong here. It doesn't belong in this franchise. And and it's almost like you can't argue back with them because in a way I kind of feel sorry for them because they didn't get out of it what I got. I'm glad I got out of it what I got and what the three of us mm-hmm. apparently seem to have gotten. But, yeah, it's just unfortunate. But I knew this was going to happen. I mean, you guys probably thought it too in the movie. Like, I remember I, I, I told my daughter, I said, mm-hmm. I don't know, like an hour into it, I said, man, I said, people are going to be having kittens when this movie comes out. I told her. I knew it. I was like, you know, you guys probably knew it too. There's no revelation, didn't you think, as you watched? Although Alex, you actually expected people to like it, but Matt, you felt like oh, I, I knew. Yeah, people. When I was at work, because I told everyone I was going to go see it Thursday night, and the next day at work, people who were interested were like, "What'd you think? What'd you think?" And I said, "I liked it. You're gonna hate it." <laughs> That's <laughs> you know. Right I, on. I was like, I don't want to say anything else. You're probably not gonna like it, but I really did. Um, and that's all I'll say, you know, so... That's good. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything else about it. But Alex, you legit, when you got out, you said you were on a high. You actually thought that uh, uh, other horror fans and other people around... I'll tell you what, there's no way I thought mainstream audiences would like it. It's far right. too removed from any mainstream horror and franchise shit. It's funny you say that. I thought they would like it more than us. Because I thought that a mainstream person doesn't care as much as we do. So I thought they'd be more open to some other type of thing here. And I thought that this was, like Matt said, the 
the thing is, it was done so well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we're sitting here talking about it like this. It's because of how it was done. So I thought a casual moviegoer would have thought he'd come in to see Halloween Kills Part 2 and instead see this and be like, God damn, these movies are better than I thought they were. That's what I thought they'd really say. I The thing is, though, because they're normies, their expectations are different. They don't want to see a challenge. They want to see a slasher movie with just people getting hacked up, hacked up mm-hmm. and, you know, fun, easy-to-digest shit, some fucking comedy thrown in there, and a showdown at the end, finally, between Laurie and Michael. It's the same way when they go to see a supernatural film. They want jump scares and some cool things and, and, and a formulaic approach. But that's because... To them, it's like a vacation to see a horror movie. It's a, it's a thrill ride they do every so often. For people like us, it, the way it's paced, it's not paced like a Halloween or any franchise movie is. So I don't think most people are are going to see a horror movie to see something paced that way. Mm-mm. So I thought they wouldn't like it. That's that's what I thought. I think it's... But you legit thought that the casual fan, the normie, right. and horror fans would like it. That's the way you felt, huh? I almost quote Michael J. Fox and saying, I guess you guys aren't ready for that, but one day you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Years down the line. It's Halloween 3. Years down the line, people are going to love this entire trilogy and hold it up, put it on a pedestal. I guarantee it. I, I say at least 30% of the people bashing it now will flip on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, years to come. Yeah. I think there'll be f- some flipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's the same with, uh, I mean, even Rob Zombie's movies uh, are, are getting that yeah. kind of treatment. People, <laughs> People are looking who, at them again yeah. <laughs> and being like, you know what, this wasn't that bad. You know, right, that right. People who hate this are now going to that, and one day, in 15 years, people are going to hate whatever and then go to this. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's just human nature. We, for some reason, that rearview mirror looks so much better than the windshield, and I don't know why. And we didn't even talk about the soundtrack to this fucking movie. I mean, it's amazing. So good. Yeah. It fit in perfect. perfect. I made a Spotify playlist of every song on here. So if you guys have that, let me know. I'll send it to you. Mm. Like, I, I searched up every song in order and put them all there. Oh, you meant the actual song. Yeah, it had a lot of good songs, too. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I was just thinking the score itself I thought was fucking well, that fit too. perfectly and it was great again. All three have been very solid. I mean, but I'm going to say this. This is a fact, and I probably said it last show, and I'm repeating myself, but if I am, so what? Um, I think the Halloween franchise, without question, is the best franchise for for soundtracks. Just Hmm. all of them. Even four and five. Even ones that aren't as good. Oh, five is good. Five, I like five. There you go, but there's still things about them that I still, I can listen to them. I can put them on. I'm not going to sit around, and I'm not going to put on the New Blood soundtrack. I'm just not going Right, to. unless you do My Killer Cut. True. <laughs> right, where it's all the but subtle But you stuff. don't have the new blood in there. You don't have anything from Part 7 No, I in do. There. I do. Yeah, I got one. Do you? Hmm. No, I, I made a killer cut of all seven movies. Oh, oh okay. Different thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not gotcha. all that, duh, 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 duh. Like, who wants to hear that? Oh, like, right. yeah, I want to hear, like, the cool shit that makes me feel like I'm, like, wandering around the camp or whatever. Like, that's mm-hmm. the music that... That sticks out, like, that's repeatably listenable um, in headphones or in a car rather than fucking chase music. Like, you don't want to hear that when you're mm-hmm. sitting on a couch. No. Yeah. Right. So, not, not that's why I got rid of it. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear your guys' ratings on this, though. Yeah, I, I don't even know what, I haven't even thought about it, but I'll go first. Uh, uh, I mean, I really like this. I think it's probably my favorite of the trilogy, uh, honestly, because it's done... 
so well, and it's not perfect by any means. Um, you know, there's a lot of wonky stuff in there, but just the how they nailed, how they sold the idea of this kid and him interacting with Allison and Lori and what he does in his journey, they really kind of killed that. And the way they weaved in Michael into it and what he's done to the town, I mean, I, it just makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I'm glad that it's a different story. And now that we can look at all three of them, you can see that, like Dave said, each one is a different style of story and what they're trying to tell uh, with these characters. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, I would probably give this a 4.5 out of 5. Um, really, really like it. Nice. Um, you know, I want to push it to love it, but like I said, there's just a couple things in there that yeah, a couple missing scenes. Yeah, um, that yeah. you know, just made me question stuff. You know, which is fine. It's okay. You know, perfection is hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but then, um, yeah, if I'm just ranking these three movies, I would say it goes in reverse order: ends, kills, and then 2018. Oh wow, good. Uh, Matt, just we're doing top banana too at the end of this, right? You said you wanted us to rank all of them. Oh yeah, I already wrote down my rankings. Yeah. Oh great, good. Yeah. This movie is is what I really needed here because um, Corey Cunningham had such a pivotal role <laughs> that would make or break this film, and he fucking nailed it. This Ro- mm-hmm. Rowan Campbell guy, he looks the part. He acted to perfection. He he looked perfect for this role. He he could play the the nerdy guy in the beginning and the dark guy when he looked into that guy's car when he was gonna forgive him for his son's murder and all that. Like it was just the right person to do this. They nailed the casting. Allison, she needed some edge to make me like her. And she did it, and she did it right. Lori needed her her arc. Although, yeah, I'll say maybe it was rushed. You spent forty years being a fucking weirdo sarah connor and then then overnight your your molly homemaker i guess you i guess i guess you could say that but um i don't know that might be true and i do appreciate all the true real to life arcs and changes um and results of all this and if i have to sacrifice that one being too quick i'm gonna go ahead and suspend disbelief because i'd rather have this lori than the other two for all those reasons and the way they weave the story and kept me on board and made Corey my vehicle and uh, all that good stuff i i do love it like matt said perfection is fucking hard and it did need a scene or two like we talked about not much though i would almost go as crazy as to say 4.75 out of five Wow. Yeah, I want to just say I love it because I I love this as not as nostalgia. Just let's not even get into that. You can't even talk about Halloween one or two or whatever in talking about stuff like this. But um, it's hard to give up your whole life and whole childhood and just put something in front of it. So it's hard to say things like that. But yeah, four point seventy five out of five, I would say. I like where they went with the characters here from from you know forty years ago and the trauma of it and everything else. From one movie to the other with just about all the characters. Michael himself, it, it, there's just a little bit of issue there. Uh, Corey, his story I really enjoyed. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of the stuff between him and Michael that I wish I 
could have understood more, but overall, I did enjoy it. I'm glad that it, I know it seems weird, but I'm glad that it ended this way instead of all the, I mean, we got to see all the kills in kills. We got to see that fun stuff in 78 and flashbacks and all the, you know, Michael on his rampage there. And this, we get a quiet movie, almost like the first movie, which was quiet in its own way. Hmm. And I kind of respect it for that. It's a different type of, of scene. All three movies. It's almost like part one, I call 2018 was almost like, reintroducing things, but at the same point, making Laurie this character, which I wasn't crazy about. I didn't like the comic dialogue, and it got better as it went along in that respect. But, like, 2018 was almost kind of like The Force Awakens to me, <laughs> which which I do like, but I, all, but I prefer the challenge of parts of The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, where it's... You said 18 different. was The Force Awakens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. It, I agree, yeah. Or did you get that from me, or you thought that too, like on your own? I've, no, I've said this before. That's what it, it has that feel. It's just reintroducing mm-hmm. things and having those, you know what I mean? And, but I like all of that trilogy, the Star Wars, and I like all of this. And they're, they're different movies, each one. But I, I'm happy that they went in this direction. Could it have d- done things differently? Could they have? Maybe. Uh, should they have? I don't think that's for me to say because I enjoyed what I got here anyway, so I don't want to be a complainer. Uh, I really like the way things happen towards the end. I like some of the things that, you know, when she has, she comes off of kills calling him this and that, and he's supernatural and he's a force and all this other stuff, and now, in his final moments, when she's doing this and slitting his throat and cutting him and everything, she says, you know, you're just a man who's about to stop breathing. And the way she's faced that, how this, she's had them, had him on this pedestal all her life of this boogeyman. Right. And now she has him where she wants him. I do feel that we get some finality in in it. And I like that she does that. I know, I understand why some people don't like some of the setup and other stuff, but we got, we got what we came to see. And I like that stuff. And I liked, you know, what they write about when, you know, she writes down, you know, it doesn't die, it just changes shape. Right. And it's, it's prophetic in some ways. Yeah, maybe some of it is a little cheesy, a, a little, like like Matt said in the beginning, some of the st- her writing isn't, but again, she's just a human being like, oh, she's not a professional, so whatever. Yeah, yeah she's not a writer. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be imperfect, maybe, or maybe it's mm-hmm. just bad script writing. No, listen, bad script writing is Halloween kills, let's face it. So, no, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> A bon me sandwich, yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. There was too much of that in 2018. That was the issue. <laughs> and they fixed it a little more in Kills, and they fixed it even more here. So, but I like that stuff. I like, I actually like the um, the stuff that goes on there. It's it's cute, the, the thing with freaking, with Lori and Frank. I like that little thing. I like that scene when they when they hook up each other in the restaurant, or, or part of me in the, the supermarket. Yeah, it's great. It is, and they see each other. It's cool, and the way it ends, and it's quiet, and it's it it, it feels like a real town again. I don't know. I like it. Uh, I like all the ending shots, just like they ended seventy eight, but in a different way. You know, different shot. Oh, then, how about that shot of them holding hands in the reflection of the blood? Yeah, yeah, hmm. for sure, man. Mm-hmm. It all worked. So. I did dig it. Um, ultimately, you guys helped me out a little bit with it. I'm not as high, but I would give it a four out of five. Mm. And 
I still, at the end of the day, although this could change with subsequent views, this is the kind of movie more than any other in this fran- part of me in this new trilogy that requires more views for me to really know how it's going to sink in. It's just it's just that kind of movie for me. So I'm going to watch it some more. But at this point, I would say Halloween Kills is still my favorite of the trilogy, followed mm. by this, and then followed by 2018. So I'm too much of a fanboy for all the flashback stuff in 78, and I just love all the killing and glory and, and Michael just going to town. That's it. Even though I can't stand some of the aspects of the ending, I... I don't know. I, I like. I think it was almost like the perfect blend of things for kills, just for being a basic slasher fan and enjoying that shit, and and all the '78 love. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I guess now we give some awards, right? So we got. Uh, well, let's do uh, banana. What do you call it? the banana peel? Oh yeah, Matt. Oh. We always do uh, awards at the four hour mark. So yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh banana peel. Uh I mean for me it's uh it's definitely Allison in this movie. Um Oh no, what about the uh the fucking girl the doctor? Mm-mm. Deb. I mean she Deb. is good looking, don't get me wrong, but uh it's uh the way that she's portrayed in this movie by the actress, I forget her name, but um and just Andy Manichek. Yes, and all the the range of emotions that she has, you know, and I love like <laughs> unfortunately I like messed up people, you know. So <laughs> I find that very attractive. Uh and I so, am with you. Yeah, that's definitely she's definitely that for me. Yeah. Oh, especially for their kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that band girl. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, she's real fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, band split. It's tough, but I guess the most fun for me is the DJ getting his <laughs> face demolished because that's probably you know that's the most effects laden one I think, and uh, and it's visceral you know, and it's just the most fun for like to see that kind of brutality and to see the effects actually happen on screen. Hmm. I think that Deb, that girl, is is the banana I want to peel. That bad girl, you know, <laughs> she's bad and she and she's kind of sexy, and that kind of adds to it. So, yeah, I dig her. Yeah, she's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to say that I she's still calling him Doctor whenever he's she's over oh, at the yeah. house, <laughs> and I actually listened to something where people were stunned by that that she was still using that term. But you know, guys, guess what? I got a title in my occupation, and when somebody calls me chef, when we're when we're not at work, it's fucking hot. Let me tell you, See? Yeah. toss my salad, chef. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that shit is hot. Yeah. Oh, awesome. No, I th- I think it adds to it. But the thing is, this I think it also is a statement of. They just started hooking up, and she's not even comfortable calling him freaking whatever yeah. Bruce yet, or whatever his name is. So it makes it makes it more sexy. He's just seducing. I think her this now. is the first she time. Just got yeah. right. So she's not at that level with him yet, and I, I find that kind of erotic in its own way. The first time you hook up, yeah. even though it's you know he's older and she's younger, but that is just the um, that happens in this this franchise in this this movie with, with the older guy and the younger girl. Oh, is he older? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it always happens the same on Pornhub, too, so it makes sense. <laughs> oh, God, gross. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, gross, I'm saying. Meanwhile, I, I would love to fuck up with a 22-year-old. <laughs> who am I to say? But, but I don't look like those guys do. So That, and I agree with you, Matt, on the, uh, you know, on the... Uh, the banana split being the DJ. It's great. And mm-hmm. then you get the added bonus of the end of the freaking tongue on the record called yeah. the freaking scratching and shit on it. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, yeah. That's just fun. I, it was fun, yeah. So, so I love how Allison turns the radio off. She's like, this is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I would have kept it on as long as possible. I want to see what's happening here. You know? Uh, right. Can they hear this? <laughs> <laughs> My banana sp- to peel is uh, definitely Corey's mom. <laughs> That's like oh, face fuck heaven right there. God, man. yeah, because she's such a bitch. Yeah. You want to take it out on her? Yeah, awesome. I get it. Yeah, I want to do that after she makes out with me, after she slaps me. <laughs> yeah. I can dig it. See, Matt is making it weird because I never think of the personality that often when I'm doing this <laughs> banana to feel, but it would be Allison, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm more attracted to the the doctor chick. Mm-hmm. Right on both accounts, I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. So, are we allowed to do threesomes here, or is this just like we? Hey, no <laughs> rules, right? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, then I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I want to do it on the day that they both get told uh, one is not getting the job and one is, so I can have a mix of emotions in the bedroom. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> For sure. So then, um, the kill—you're gonna think I'm crazy—is a total Michael J. move, but it's Jeremy. When this fucking kid, his head pops oh, up on the ground yeah. and then lands back down, I have never been more jaw dropped. Literally. My mouth was hanging open. I did not expect that at all. I'm waiting for Corey to get in trouble because she overheard him say, I'm going to kill you, Jeremy. And hearing all the bang, I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen when she heard all this shit going on and blah, blah, and sees the movie playing on the TV? Like, I'm thinking totally different stuff here. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, this fucking kid hits that ground so hard and then or whatever the fuck happened. I don't even know. I was just like, I just turned and looked at everybody jaw dropped and nothing affected me like that. And the rest Mm. of this movie. Yeah. It's a stunner for sure. Oh, a stunner. But if you want to go for like, again, Michael's killings aren't even the ones that did it for me. It was, um, it was, uh, the, the blowtorch, which was Corey killing. So those would be the two for sure. Yeah. Dave, I'm surprised the first thing you, you didn't say when you came on here was the fact that they, something about they killed the kid within the first 10 minutes. I figured you'd be jumping up and down about that. (laughs) True. I was very excited about it. I was like, now that, after, at first when I said, that's not how you start a Halloween movie, but then that happened. (laughs) And I I was like, boom. And I looked over at my daughter and I was like, I gave her an enthusiastic thumbs up. I was like, all right. And you're like, is there a baby in the house that you could throw down the stairs to? (laughs) Wait, hold on. Look out. <laughs> Two for one. <clears throat> oh, man. No dogs, though. Not this whole, right? This whole new franchise, or part of me, the new trilogy, there was nothing dog-related at all. They they removed it completely, didn't they? Well, they brought it up in the flashback. Right, right. yeah. Oh, that's true. They at least but that was it, though. I mean, we, you know, we have to think, yeah. what has he been, you know, eating on? 
down there. You know, where's he getting food and stuff? So <clears throat> I know where he's getting food from. Oh. That's why he lets that bum live. It's it clears it right up for me when some people are saying, "Why would he let that guy live?" I'm like, "Well, the guy knows he's there, mm-hmm. so he's probably." Being spared because he's somehow, you know, he's providing food somehow. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's how I look at it. Because it's like an animal. He's be, he's benefiting from, you know what I mean? He's feeding off of him somehow. The, the pack mentality? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like an animal? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think it's only fitting since this is the end of Michael Myers that we actually go through and rank the entire uh, franchise and that includes Rob Zombies. That includes, you know, everything front to back. So I did this earlier today. And I usually don't do rankings that often, except on Banana Waser, I guess. But <laughs> uh, I, I looked at this as like not necessarily what is the best movie, but more as like, you know, like well made movie front to back, but more as what do I want? What will I get the most enjoyment out of watching? Um, and so with that, I kind of broke mine up into three different sections. Uh, well, I'll just I'll just read down and I'll explain it later. So you're going from worst to best? I'm gonna go from. Should I? I can go. Should we go worst to best? Or so we have a big ta-da at the end. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> right. Okay. All right. So at the bottom of my list, and hopefully I didn't forget one, <laughs> but I think I got them all. <laughs> bottom on my list is Halloween Five. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think anything needs to be said about that. Yeah. Sorry, Jason Lloyd, the the constant <laughs> defender of this fucking movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then next up, I'd go Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, I just never got that much enjoyment out of watching that one. I like some things about it, but you know, it's right. not not a great rewatch for me. Uh, then above that, I got Halloween Resurrectum, colon Resurrectum. Um, you know, that's a weird anomaly. Lots of good stuff in that movie, ideas, but yeah, that's very strange. Okay, and then the last one of this tier, uh, which might surprise some people, but I got Halloween 4. Ooh. Um, which I do like, but is usually closer to the bottom of my list as far as ones that I just want to put on. Hmm. Um, so then in my second tier, since these movies are so fresh... I just put this trilogy in its own tier here in the middle. Um, I think give it a year or two, I'd probably you know put these in uh, at different areas. But the next three in this tier, I just put from the bottom up, 2018, Kills, and Ends. Hmm. I just put those all right here. Because, I mean, let's face it, out of all of these movies... You know, even between Halloween 1 and 2, these movies go very well together. So they all speak to each other. Um, So then my top tier, and these are my uh, most favorites, from the bottom up, next is Rob Zobby's Halloween 2. I think I've been on record as saying I love it very much, and I still do. Uh, Then above that... Again, some of these, some of these might, you know, you guys might question, but the next one I got is Halloween H2O. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that would be, that's number five on the list. Then I got Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers <laughs> because, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a Michael J. fan about this movie, but even when I watched it the first time, 
I forget what I've said about, you know, in our BL reviews, but there's something weird about this movie that makes it very attractive. You know, it's just, uh, it's not atrocious like Halloween 5, but it's also not, you know, great like any of the other ones. So, but it is a fun train wreck as opposed to just a train wreck. So then my top three, I got Halloween 2. Then I got Season of the Witch. Then I got Halloween. And that's my official rankings. I feel like if anybody does this list and doesn't have Halloween at number one, <laughs> seems weird, but I don't know. Right. Okay, so so there's 13 of these, right? Indeed. I'll just yep. like let you all know where the halfway mark is, I guess. All right, so at the very bottom, Halloween 5. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> Next worst, <laughs> Halloween 8. Uh, above that, Halloween 2018. Oh. Above that, wow. Halloween 6. Above that, Halloween Kills. Then Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, which actually, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wrote that wrong. Because I, I had to write them side by side. I like Kills more than Rob Zombie. So it's 5, 8, 18, 6, Rob Zombie, then Kills. And above Kills is part 4. So that's mm-hmm. half, basically halfway. So we have 6 left. So my my top six going from worst to best is H2O, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Halloween Ends is number four, number number three is Halloween 3, two is Halloween 2, one is Halloween 1. So uh, in case that was hard hard to follow, my top five are Halloween 1, 2, 3, Ends, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, and then H2O. Wow. Hmm. Nice. All right. I want to see how how they how they all differ. Huh? Yeah, I'm writing them down. But uh, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So at the very bottom, uh, <laughs> Halloween colon resurrectum. <laughs> Fuck that fucking turd. Then Halloween five, mm-hmm. and um, that yeah. Then Halloween four. Ooh, God mm. damn wow. it! Wow. What's wrong with you people? I thought you were going to kill me for having it so low. No, those are the three. That that is the bottom three for me, and they are, they are the ones that, like I say that I like the series. When I say this is my second favorite franchise, I can basically say that I like them all except those three. And I don't hate four and five. I don't hate four. Oh, four is so flawed. I have so many problems. But the only, but there are some good things about it. There are some fun. Well, because he looks like an action figure. That's <laughs> part of it, but the, the, <laughs> none of it makes sense. The plot, it's terrible. So, <laughs> and then, then H two O. Now, Whoa. when mm. I say that, it sounds like I'm down. But <laughs> mm-hmm. if, but I, if I'm looking at ratings here, if I'm going one to ten, everything here is a six and a half and higher. So there's nothing bad. I just inject what I'm saying. I'm high on the franchise as a whole. So we have H2O, and this was that was a tough one between. But when I when I really sit down with something about the next movie, I get more of a good Halloween vibe when I watch it than I do when I just go to it more in October, especially. Which honestly is the only time I watch these. But I just will go to this before H2O, and it's Halloween Six. The producers come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I just have, it has a good Halloween atmosphere and it has good aspects in the producer's cut. I just actually enjoy it despite the sto- the thorn stuff. Um, so then after that we have Halloween 2018. Um, 
right above that is uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. And then right above that, Halloween ends. Then Halloween kills. And then Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yeah, and that's the big middle section, I guess. There's, right. there's, there's three big ones on the top, and there's three and there's three shit ones on the bottom, and the middle section is the middle section. So, But the top three are always going to be this. Although I have flip-flopped a little bit between the second and the third, just depending on you know the way the wind's blowing that day. But recently it's been this. So uh, Halloween 3 is 3, Halloween 2 is 2, <laughs> and the original... Halloween 1978 is number one. So, yeah, pretty easy, right? One, two, and three. And then after that, H2 and Kills, which are kind of neck and neck. And then we got N's, RZ1, 2018, six, H2O, and then the bottom three, four, five, colon, Mm. Resurrectum. (laughs) That's that. Yeah, it's our middle sections that are kind of, you know, the different parts. The N's are kind of similar for most of us, and then the top, of course. I'm sorry, Matt. What are your top four? In order of best to worst. Uh, Halloween, Halloween 3, Halloween 2, and Halloween 6. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what's number 5 then? I gotta know what's after 6. H2O. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Alright, well this has been great. Um, but yeah, we probably should get off of here since it's hour 5 in this uh, podcast. <laughs> and it has to end at some point. So uh, thank you guys for... Uh, listening thanks you dave and alex for joining me again and like i said i will probably be back on a mic in i don't know four years so (laughs) that's the only reason he will return yeah when i'm 48 i'll come back (laughs) to to banana laser but just kidding i you know who knows um cool so um yeah i will just end by saying uh happy halloween lasers I met him 15 years ago. I I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of of good or evil, right or wrong. With this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Thank you for listening to the Banana Laser Podcast. Please be sure to check out Horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes, as well as other great podcasts like The Skeleton Crew, My Bloody Podcast, and many more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Banana Laser Show. Also, join our Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash Banana Laser. That's where the real lasers come out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail 
at 314-720-8842 or send us an email at bananawazer at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening and keep on banana-ing-ing. Happy Halloween, everybody! Banana laser wins every time. Go home!